0: I'm not going to go so far as to say Jimmy needs to start or Brock Purdy needs to be the starting quarterback for this team.
1: The Jim's taking it too, Coase? Oh, Coase
0: is Kose is saying that he's the uh, best Purdy since Mark Purdy to come out of the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coase. So your dad wants to uh, rock and roll all night and Purdy every day, huh? <laughs> Where did that come from? Good boy.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion,
1: man.
0: Everyone these days has an opinion. Butthole or podcast. And all of them stick, Except for this
1: one. Welcome to Just Your Opinion Man with Stephen Langford and Derek Papa. Stephen! Are we the only podcast Aaron Rodgers hasn't done an interview with?
0: I mean, he's only done an interview with two. It's not like he's been on every podcast.
1: Dude, he's making the rounds, dude. He's on Rogan. He's on uh, Barstool. He's on that crazy one, the fitness dude in Austin where he did the uh, ayahuasca. Wait, what what Barstool was he on? He was on uh, Part of My Take. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they called him out. They are like, uh, so how many grandmas do you think you've killed? And then he was like, whoa, guys, chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, man, that's what he gets. The woke mob. The woke oh. mob. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Just Your Opinion Man, Stephen Lankford, Derek Papa. We are your halftime show for Lions Steelers. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Brutal for T.J. Watt, huh? Well, we don't know yet. Is Did he just hurt his knee? Yeah, it looked like it. Hawkinson, well, I saw the- he got he, he got on the cut block by yeah. uh, was it Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah. It may just be a precautionary thing. But we'll keep you updated if something is significant with uh, old TJ Watt there because uh, that's not good. But I I th- I thought I heard before he went to the locker room that it was going to be a precautionary thing. But you never know with knee injuries. You
0: never know. They should make it a precautionary thing. What's the point of even playing in this preseason right now? There's no point. There's no reason that TJ Watt should be playing in this preseason.
1: You are probably correct, sir. But uh, Mitch Trubisky just had himself a nice little touchdown drive before halftime. Did he? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Making Nine, a case for himself. Ninety-two as a yards.
0: Ooh. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Well, did they only score like three first
1: downs the entire the entire game leading up to that? I don't know. I mean, this is a whole thing we can discuss. Um, should I mean like? We're almost there. We are almost there. We are just slow. Like, you and I are like, uh, like Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn, just taking a little moped, almost getting to Aspen, and then, you know, someone's just peeing on someone to get there, and then we are there. <laughs> we are that- almost there for the regular season, and along the way, we got to do these dumb preseason games, and they are vital for guys that are trying to make a career out of themselves. But some guys just weren't cut out for a life on the road exactly steven there you go i just watched that over
0: the on week on friday i was gonna bring that up in pop culture catch up at the end of the show oh well perfect oh big gulps all right guys see yeah. you later <laughs> but what um is this, uh, what, what did he say he's just like so what if i just wanted to contact somebody who we know
1: out there and you can put a plug us in with a social pipeline <laughs> <laughs> harry your hands are freezing <laughs> um but I thought Kyle Shanahan put it perfectly after the shutout loss to the Texans. He was like, preseason is like going to the driving range. You, you don't want to do it. You want to do the real thing. A couple of weeks ago, Brandon Ayuk, talking about the scrimmage with the Vikings, was like, this is boring as hell. So it's something that we got to do, you know, preseason, obviously for guys that are trying to prove themselves undrafted rookies. But, Steven, if we're up to you, would you have preseason, or would you just have scrimmages? Maybe even televised scrimmages. How would you get through the whole training camp process to get us to the regular season? Yeah, it'd be it'd be televised scrimmages. That's what it would be. Because
0: why else would they run preseason other than having it be for some monetary gain? Because it doesn't seem like any of the players like it. It's like Thursday night football. None of the players really like playing in Thursday night football, but they just want to add another game to the schedule and they want. No, I don't know anymore,
1: I don't know anymore. You see that broadcast on Thursday? Yeah. What about it? Wasn't bad.
0: No, it wasn't a bad broadcast. I'm not saying it was a bad broadcast, but players don't oh, like the playing product Thursday itself. In. Yeah, they don't like playing in that game. Like, well, too it's, bad. It's funny that Richard Sherman's the guy who's on Thursday Night Football when he was the most outspoken about it with the Niners. <laughs>
1: yeah, I forgot about that. How Actually, that you lie? know what? I'm not gonna lie. I did
0: not. I did not think about that until right now, off the top of my head. So I'm really proud of that statement.
1: You should be. You should be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm with you, Stephen. I probably would just do the joint practices. Yeah. Uh, if, if they go, if they go okay, and uh, the people don't, you know, rip off helmets and start banging them against uh, other people, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of weird joint practices too. The Raiders are going up against the Patriots, they'll see them in the regular season, and um, I mean, yeah, like the Bengals going up against the Rams, they just play each other in the Super Bowl. You don't think there's going to be like animosity in that, and people are going to get you know angry? No. Um, right. I do see the benefit of joint practices, but um, I get it, too. Preseason, you want to see guys in game action. And, you know, we'll get into, like, the guys that are making the highlight plays, the Malik Willises, the Kenny Picketts, who will play in the second half of this game. We're so close to preseason being done. But, um, I don't know. I mean, y- y- you just hit the nail, Stephen. Um it is a monetary thing. You want to, you know, preseason games are just more much, you know, money money for the owners. Mm-hmm. You know, money for the TV uh, networks. Yep. So I get it for the benefit of certain guys that need to prove themselves. But at the same time, it's just such a fucking tease. Yeah, I know. I know. But are you OK? Whoa! what just happened? Did I did I go back in time with you? No, nope, you're all good. What, what what did you just open? I just
0: opened the YouTube link
1: by accident. Oh, okay, I was like, I heard myself, but like, uh, am I on a delay? <laughs> I opened the YouTube link by bad. God, this is like a bad episode of Pop and Lund. Anyway, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to post this thing on social, trying to get it there. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I see what you're doing now. So just before we got on, uh, it was announced that Brandon Parker right tackle for the las vegas raiders is out for the season and there was speculation of whether or not alex leatherwood was going to make the roster but considering this move now steven mm-hmm. you would have to think that alex leatherwood's going to make the team at a necessity
0: yeah it was going to be a money thing uh at first i think the dead cap for him next year they it cost them like $4 million, which does not seem like much. But in the end, would you really want to pay an extra $4 million just to cut this guy from the team? Uh, it's looking more and more like he can make it. Man, There was like a article written from Ted Nguyen, and he it was like a thing with Mitchell Schwartz. Not Jeff Schwartz, but Mitchell Schwartz yeah. uh, talking about his technique. And it's just, I'm reading it. It's like, how do the coaches not mention something to him at this point? She's like, hey, if his technique is off, I feel like NFL coaches would be able to solve that. It feels like they're easily fixable problems. I don't know why Leatherwood's not a good offensive lineman. Maybe he's just in his own head, but uh, I was just looking through it. And besides Damon Arnett, we can scratch Damon Arnett from the conversation. Uh, Leatherwood has to be Gruden's worst draft pick, doesn't it? Since 2018. Uh, Cleveland Farrell? Ah, Farrell's right up there, too. Yeah, uh, Furrell might be worse, actually. I think so. With fourth yeah. overall,
1: that's supposed yeah. to be the guy replacing Khalil Mack? Yeah, yeah good point. Probably Furl, But who knows? I mean, he's probably going to stay on the roster now unless, this is what I've been, you know, thinking about, the Patriots have been in the Raiders facility um, all week. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels knows Bill Belichick very well. There's rumors that Isaiah Wynn is on the trading block. Do the Raiders ask what it will take to trade for Isaiah Wynn, who I think it was drafted in 2018. Good, young, right tackle. Don't know why the Patriots want to get rid of him. And see what it costs them. Could I mean, they already gave up a lot to get Devontae Adams, but that was just for this, or this past draft. Um, mm. They could offer him like a third-round pick for Isaiah Wynn, um, but that could be an option considering that... They gotta figure out what they're gonna do on the offensive line.
0: Yeah. I'd feel a lot better about that if win was if they traded for win. No doubt. Like I don't know what to make of you'd be Jermaine. a win win. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Jermaine Illuminor. I don't know what to make of uh I don't know. Uh, uh, who's the who's the other guy that I'm trying to think of off the top of my head here? Uh oh good lord. Why is the name escaping me? I don't know what to think of John Simpson. Like I don't know what to think of Lester yeah. Cotton. I don't know what to think of Andre James. I don't know what to think of any of these guys. Yeah. So if McDaniels wants to bring him in, then go ahead, man. Do anything you can to fix this offensive line. Because uh, going into this year, that might be the one thing that will hamper you from. I actually think they could still be a playoff team. But that's the thing that will hamper you from getting deep into the playoffs, I think.
1: Yeah. And let's go through it. Uh, so Friday mm. night, they play the New England Patriots. And mm. the Raiders win 23-6. to and the Raiders go a perfect 4-0 and in the preseason. you know what that means? They're going to go 0-17 in the regular season. No doubt. Saw with the 2008 Lions. They went 4-0 and and they lost every game when it counted. No doubt. No, but what was alarming to me was the Raiders didn't play any of their starters and they kicked the Patriots' first team ass. Yeah. And it may just be a product of, I don't know, what Belichick's doing with Matt Patricia calling plays, offensive plays. But Mac Jones looked lost. He threw an interception right to that linebacker. Do you know who that guy is 59?
0: Oh, uh I think it's Masterson.
1: Yeah. Luke Masterson. We'll learn these guys' names once once the regular season starts, everybody. But yeah. um yeah, they just looked they didn't look good. The Patriots first team, while the Raiders second team was doing pretty well. And Jared Stidham, uh now officially the backup quarterback, now that Nick Mullins has been traded away to go to Minnesota. So I've been saying it all preseason, Steven, not to say that this is going to translate to the regular season, but I just think the offense is running pretty well the way that Josh McDaniels wants it to operate. So not to say that I think that, you know, I would feel comfortable with Derek Carr getting injured and Jared Stenum taking over, but I do feel that this team is going to be very efficient on offense.
0: You uh, know how, when a fan in their team is playing like a rival and it's just going to happen once. And you really like, You don't know if your favorite team is even going to get to the playoffs, so they describe it as, oh, this is our Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, this is our World Series. Like, the Giants Uh playing the Dodgers or something like that. That's what it was for Josh McDaniels this week against the Patriots. This was his own personal Super Bowl. This is going to be the only time that they play the Patriots this regular season, or this season at all. So he's like, you know what? Week three preseason, I got joint practices. I got this. They dominated. On both those joint practices, yeah. and they dominated in this game. So this was Josh McDaniels' Super Bowl. He was taking this serious. I bet you this week he had a little, uh, little pep in his step. You know what I'm saying? A little oomph to his pre- to his uh, to his meetings.
1: Not to correct you, but they're going to play in the regular season as well. Really? Yes. When? Uh, <laughs> a little late in the season. Oh shit! All right. Well, my bad. <laughs> that'll that'll be the real
0: Super Bowl. <laughs> well, then there you go. This was his uh, playoff round. This was his conference championship. Um,
1: (laughs) No, but I I definitely know what you mean in that Josh McDaniels, I remember when he beat Belichick with the Broncos, Mm. like, back in 2009, and he was, like, so just gung-ho on the sideline. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he wants to prove something. I mean, I think the Raiders on paper are a better team than the Patriots right now, and that's something I, you know, back in the day, I never thought I would say. But, um, yeah, man, I think that, that, you know, even though it's preseason, it meant a lot to Josh McDaniels, but – um, He's still got to prove a lot more, and we'll see him in the regular season again. Now we, good Lord. The Raiders, will see the Patriots in the regular season. Um, sure, but yeah. <laughs> We'll see how they do, Stephen. We'll see how they do. Nah,
0: you know what's most impressive, though? Like, despite them being 4-0 and and you saying that uh, McDaniels, you know, clearly has his own system and it works. Uh, do you know how many total penalties they've had?
1: Ooh, good question. In their
0: four preseason games? I do not. I understand that preseason the refs kind of, you know, they swallow the whistle, so to speak. They don't really make many calls. Uh, but in total, they have 13 penalties over these four games. They had 6 in the first game, they had 4 in the second, they had 2 in the third against Miami, then they had 1 in this one against the Dolphins or the Patriots. I know it's wow. not Wow. I know there's not you you don't really want to put too much stock into that, but Man, if they can at at the very least like if they could decrease the penalties, they didn't have a single interception at all uh thrown in this preseason. If they could decrease hmm. the penalties and limit the turnovers, th- that's I mean that's an obvious statement to say. It's like what do you want your team to get more turnovers and increase the penalties? No, no of course but, not. But if they can improve on that, like if they could build off that if anything from the preseason, I'm feeling really
1: good. Well, the obvious statements have had to be said because the Raiders don't do that stuff, right? In, in years yeah. past, yeah. What was that one game against the Buccaneers where they set a record for most penalties in a game? Oh remember that god. shit yeah. show? Yeah, they won the game, but ugh. oh, god, um, that was bad. And the Raiders don't get intercepted. I mean, like I remember a season where look, what was it? Navarro Bowman got the lone interception the whole season. Yeah, it's just like the fundamentals, the simple stuff. This is why I think the Raiders are operating like a big boy organization now, not with anything that Mark Davis is doing, but just the fact that. Um, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are, you know, disciples of Belichick. They know how to run an organization in New England that's won six Super Bowls, and now they come over and they try to do the same thing with the Raiders. So hopefully, it translates.
0: Yeah, something like if they're if you're going to take away anything from the preseason, I think that that speaks to. Uh, how he runs the team, the type of respect that they have for him. I mean, they they were the training camp notes that were coming out. Like anytime they'd make a mistake, oh, they have to run laps. Blah blah blah. I don't know. Maybe that did make some sort of a difference. Maybe running laps isn't a big deal, but clearly there's been some sort of change in that regard. So I really hope it carries over. I'm with you, Steven.
1: And then as far as the 49ers, they get shut out on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the whole broadcast with Amazon Prime later, but just, just as far as the game. Kind of the same deal. Uh, offensive line with the 49ers, if not, you know, obviously the biggest question mark is Trey Lance, but right behind or right in front of them, I should say, is his offensive line. And he was kind of running for his life the first, you know, few series he was out there. Didn't look great, wasn't very accurate. There was one throw along, you know, he he missed George Kittle on a very short pass that was right in front of him. And I don't really, not going to put a lot of stock into it because it's preseason and but this is the stuff you know we're gonna see you know the Niners are very good on paper but the biggest question marks you have are their offensive line and Trey Lance and if they can't hold for him and he's not doing well and he's got constant pressure it's gonna be a long season for him
0: well they should also feel very fortunate too because the Raiders their weak point is their offensive line like you said but the rest of the AFC West it seems like they're very, very stout off offense on the offensive line. I'm pretty sure like with Sean Slater with the chargers and and that whole line uh, with the chiefs. Apparently they have a real, I don't even, I haven't even looked at the chiefs depth chart, but uh, Mike clay had their offensive line uh, ranked second when he was doing the position group rankings, Mm -hmm. which is pretty Mm -hmm. interesting. And then, um, and then Denver's too, is not too bad, but within the NFC West, I mean, Arizona's, I think for him, he ranked them 31st. Uh, the Rams, they were ranked just after the Niners. I think the Rams offensive line was ranked like 21st or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Seattle was also ranked one of the worst, although they got a rookie who looks like he's going to be a stud, a rookie yeah. left tackle. I think his name's Charles Cross yep. uh, from Mississippi State. So, like, you know, on both ends, the Raiders, they have a poor offensive line, and, you know, that could hurt them against their own division, but the Niners are playing in a division that's full of porous offensive lines. Now, I know it's not just the division that you're playing, but still – you're going to be playing six games against those teams. Uh, you're at least going to have you know a, a not an advantage or a disadvantage. Both offensive lines are going to stink whenever there's going to be NFC West Division games played.
1: So if would you say that for both teams, Raiders and 49ers, their biggest their their, their weakest link right now is their offensive lines?
0: Um I will say that the Niners biggest weak is the offensive line. After week five, because right now I think the two safeties for the Niners that they're going to roll out there, if Tarvarius Moore ends up making the team, it's going to be he will at Tarver- necessity.
1: I can guarantee you he probably will. And they it's signed to be Tarverius Gibson. Tarvarius
0: Moore and Hufanga. Like I'm not feeling too. I good like
1: about- I, I like Hufanga.
0: Yeah, he's fine, but he's not great in pass coverage. I don't know. You're, you the offensive line probably still the weakest like on that team. I'm just trying to think of something else other than the offensive line because it's all anybody's been talking about. Well, besides Trey yeah i mean trey is a trey is just i don't know my man needs to
1: go to the barber shop
0: yeah right i know i I don't know what he needs to do just do it like me man just i mean okay (laughs) like what's the someone i said this joke in a text thread and then i looked up on twitter and looked up trey lance hair and it turns out like a lot of people were repeating the same joke so it looked like i just took it from social media but i swear i didn't uh but it was like what's up What's up with these two guys named Trey who can't get their hair right? Oh, like yeah. Young and Trey Lance.
1: I didn't see that. That's good. Yeah,
0: I know. Right. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, nah, it's, um, but getting back to Lance though, I didn't really know what I should have made of that game. Um,
1: Debo Texans not, are going to have a good defense.
0: Tebow, not getting Debo, get, not getting separation against that corner. I think that was, uh, not alarming, but I think that was something to monitor and something you got to watch for, for the season.
1: Well, I don't think he's that's a proper play for him. Yeah. I don't think I don't see Debo as a deep threat. I see a guy that gets the ball in his hands and makes a play. For sure. I see I see the deep threats being Brandon Ayuk and Danny Gray. Um, now I can see that being a reason why the Niners were hesitant to give him a big contract because Debo doesn't have separation speed. He has speed in the open field. But to burn like was he was that on Stingley? Like, I can forget who the corner was back from uh, Texas was. Oh, the uh uh Steven Thompson I think was the, the Okay. Corner. Um yeah, I just don't think like they I think that's just a throwaway play in preseason. I don't think that that's something you're going to see in the regular season. Right. Um
0: but the other takeaway that I had from that was like he only played for a quarter and a half. You know, like he's going to be given all four quarters to figure something out in a game. Like a quarter and a half is a very small chunk of what's to come throughout the game. Like things change when you get from the first half to the second half in game adjustments, everything like that. So I didn't really, I I didn't really put too much stock into it. Sure. Did he want a couple of throws maybe to be more on the money? Yeah, of course. I mean, that pass to George Kittle should have completed that to George Kittle. That low one, I believe it was to Malik Turner where he had to make a shoestring catch. Like those are the type of types of things I can get corrected. I'm not going to go so far as to say, Jimmy needs to start. Or Brock Purdy needs to be the starting quarterback for this team. Jim Coase. that's,
1: that's Greg. That's Greg is. Oh, no, no, Jim's taking it too. Coes. Oh, Coes
0: is Coase is saying that he's the uh, best Purdy since Mark Purdy to come out of the Bay Area. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Coes. So
0: your dad wants to Brock uh, and roll all night and Purdy every day, huh?
1: <laughs> Where did that come from? Your boy. Yeah, I don't believe that since you just said you stole the the Trey Young thing. I know, right?
0: I put it on Twitter to put my claim on it. That's what Twitter's for nowadays. It's not only just to write your opinions down, but it's to stake your claim that you have that take or the joke. I have that joke. Fucker, Fuck. stay away.
1: <laughs> no, watch. Well, I'll, I'll mention that to Greg and he'll who's like, Oh, that's a good line. I'll steal it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, Brock Purdy didn't look great either on um, Thursday. Neither did uh, my man Nate Sudfeld. But they're going to roll – I think they're going to roll with all three quarterbacks. I do. Because um, I <laughs> – not to say that – I mean, obviously, Trey is the guy. No. But uh, Jim uh, – uh, Kyle, you know, likes himself. Some Jimmy-style quarterback play. So just having that stashed away in the back with Brock Purdy, I could see him being the backup, you know, later on. And Nate Sudfeld being like – I don't know. I don't know if Brian Grease is going to stay forever. But I could see Nate, Nate Sudfeld being like a, you know, QB coach with the teams at some point. But – it's interesting, man. Um, Brock Purdy look- looks so much like Nick Mullins. He does a little bit. He does <laughs> he, actually
0: like, like that the way that he was driving the team downfield, especially on that last one that ended up in the INT. Uh, yeah. With uh, when Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit were going crazy about him and saying like, "Oh man, he's you know he's rifling this football in there," and then he gives up the interception, and they say that they were wrong, like the announcer jinx. That was such a Nick Mullins type of drive where it's just like you get all the way downfield and then all of a sudden when you're on the opposing team's 30 within their 30 that's yeah. when you throw a pass like that
1: yikes and that's why I don't think he'll be the second string quarterback just because he's very green but I I do see a lot of traits that Kyle Shanahan does dig so I it's gonna be Trey it's gonna be Nate Sudfeld and then you probably will see Brock Purdy I think it's gonna be hard for him to go on the practice squad um, not to say that teams are to clamor for him but I just think that you don't think Niners he'll clear waivers um he might because I don't know. I mean, like, some teams just may like his style of play, and if you have a bad backup situation, may get him. Yeah. Um, he might. Uh, I don't I think just, the I... want to take that chance, though. I just don't, like... I know, I know he's a seven-round pick, too, but Kyle likes this guy. I know, but he's, like... It's Mister Irrelevant for a reason, and that's I know such a, that's such a mean nickname. I feel bad for calling him Mister Irrelevant. It's it's like- it, it, it's tongue in cheek, but also at the same time, like we we put a lot of stock into that shit. Just because a guy, case in point, just because Trey Lance is a third overall pick and Brock Purdy is Mister Irrelevant, teams don't care about that shit. If they like you or don't like you, they're not going to go after you, right? Or they will go after you. But I don't think the Niners want to take that chance. I know I sound crazy saying this, but I think they're going to go with three quarterbacks. Now that makes me wonder about what they're going to do running back situation because everyone seems to believe that Trey Sermon was on the path of not being on this football team. But you listen to Kyle Shanahan after the game and John Lynch before the game on Amazon Prime, they're sticking with the notion that he's a third round pick and he's probably going to make the team. I don't know. The, I don't have the exact quote, but John Lynch and I, I can pull it up here. Yeah. yeah. Give me a second while I tap dance. Gotcha. Can you Amazon Prime t- mic flags,
0: by the way. Didn't like them. What's up? Didn't like the mic flags on Amazon Prime. You know, like those little boxes that you have right below the actual microphone? Yes. Yeah, I didn't like that. It looked too much like Nickelodeon to me.
1: Okay. It
0: oh. looked like a the old TBS logo. Like that made the... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't like it. I don't like that. So that was like my that was my
1: one observation of
0: the of the prime broadcast. I was like, I don't well, like the mic flags.
1: We'll get to more of that. But uh this Ooh. is John Lynch uh on Trey Sermon. He mm-hmm. worked incredibly hard and had a tremendous offseason, hasn't showed up in the games, but throughout training camp has been one of our best players. I have a feeling they're gonna stick with him. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for what's Mason's first name? I keep forgetting. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Mason. That could be a guy that could, they could. I don't know about Jermichael Hasty, even though I'm sure they love him on special teams. Man. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do running back wise. See,
0: I, I, I actually think they're going to keep just two. Like this is personally what I think. I think they're just going to keep two, two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks. I think they're going to keep two. And then I think they're going to uh, make an additional, uh, making an have an additional roster spot for a running back. I think mm-hmm. um, Jermichael Hasty is kind of the odd man out. I think, you know, uh, uh, Mitchell and Wilson, obviously Ty Davis price rookie. You're not going to cut him at all. And he's actually showing you something. Uh, I think sermon is going to be the guy, although I disagree. I don't think he should be, but sermon probably is going to be on this team. And then I think it's going to be between Jordan Mason and Jamichael Hastings. And I think Mason's going to have the edge there. And then you'll have mm. uh, Kyle use as a fullback. So I, 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 you know, they're going to have six in the backfield. I think with the, uh, with two quarterbacks, I think if if my math serves me correctly, I think I believe they're able to do that. But man, I did find that fascinating in that game, though, that drive. I think it was right at the end of the first quarter where it felt like it was a it was a drive solely dedicated to Trey Sermon and making it like a tryout for this team. Every single play other than a couple was like dedicated to getting Trey Serban the ball or testing him as a pass blocker. Like server was heavily involved in every play. It was the, he had like three straight runs or maybe it was three out of the first four plays were a run. I think they also had a pass to Malik Turner, but then they were also in the shotgun right at the beginning of the second quarter. And then Jerry Hughes, the 34 year old out of nowhere, by the way, it's like Jerry to my high school. Wow. Really?
1: Yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Nice. Did you know? Oh, a little bit. Played running back. Wait, you did or he did? He did. I didn't play running back. Good Lord. I don't know. Come <laughs> on, man. No, he... Uh, I, I low leverage. My, I've heard I a lot of my, leverage
0: talk lately. I think you'd have a lot of the lower... Low man wins, Derek. Come on, you'd be a good running back.
1: I I did all right as a... Uh, believe it or not, I was actually defensive tackle. But I can believe uh, that. I can see that. Uh, Jerry Hughes was God. he was dominant as a running back. But Mm -hmm. then when he went to TCU, they made him change positions anyway. Yeah. Carry on Steven.
0: No, but, but Jerry Hughes beats him, And then, uh, didn't Jerry Hughes cover him on that angle route? So it's like, yeah, it's, so I'm looking at that game and Trey Sermon had a couple of nice runs, you know, I'm not going to just say, yeah, every run stunk, but he was so indecisive behind the line of scrimmage. Like Jordan Mason, it feels like when he got the ball in his hands, he saw the hole and he went for it. Boom. Like, that's what made Raheem Mostert get the job over Matt Breida, other than, you know, the fumbles and the turnovers from Breida as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just so decisive, Raheem Mostert was. I saw the kind of the same thing. And then in terms of pass blocking, Jamichael Hasty, they actually like his pass blocking and his pass catching ability. So that's where I was like, is Trey Sermon the odd man out? But that John Lynch quote said everything like he thinks he had too good of a camp to just cut him i don't think they're gonna do that
1: seems like a john lynch type of guy or they could possibly go with six running backs and four quarterbacks you never know (laughs) (laughs) yeah just three wide receivers yeah. Yeah. Just just two. We're we're gonna have like a whole army uh wishbone offense with the Niners.
0: Bye bye, Danny Gray. Bye bye, Ray Ray McLeod. We are sticking with Debo and Iuk, and we're gonna have six running backs and four quarterbacks. Let's do this.
1: That's what that's what they do, man. It's Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh no, in all seriousness, um, uh, we'll see what they do with the quarterback position come Tuesday in the running back room. And you have to believe that this is finally gonna come to an end. John Lynch alluded to it in the Amazon Prime pregame show. We all thought that either the Browns were going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or something was going to happen. It doesn't seem like anything's going to materialize in time. You would have to believe that this is going to come to an end come Tuesday, that when the Niners make their final 53-man roster cuts, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be on the team unless, for whatever reason, they want to prolong this shit and go, (laughs) I'm just tired of it, (laughs) they want to make it an extra week. And I've I've also heard this, that, Jimmy's roster, or Jimmy's um, salary doesn't become fully guaranteed until September 11th when they take on the Chicago Bears. They could hypothetically have him make the team and then cut him after that, which I find is just ludicrous at that point. It makes no sense. At this point, no one's going to trade for him, so we would have to assume that Tuesday will be the last day that Jimmy Garoppolo remains as a 49er.
0: You'd have to think so. You'd have to think so. Like, if man if they keep him on this 53 man roster can you imagine that they they cut
1: Brock Purdy but yeah Jimmy Garoppolo makes the team <laughs> it'd be it'd be too much oh, be John, like- John Middlecoff's gonna run out of hair to pull out
0: <laughs> Jesus what do you do you what do you, you, you do everyone's catching strays from you <laughs> um damn like if they do that. What, what, if, what are the chances? Oh, they say, well, you know what? We're going to pay his fully guaranteed salary. Oh, we, actually, my God. we actually are keeping him on this team. We don't trust Trey Lance. You know what? Actually, Jimmy, what we're going to do, we're going to keep you set behind this offensive line, we're going to get you
1: wrecked. Kind of like in 2020 against the Dolphins.
0: <laughs> like, is that their plan?
1: I mean, it'd be Greg Papa's dream to have Jimmy around on this team still. Oh, and God. I guess Kirk Herbstreet. He was he was Gaga over Garoppolo. Street loved him, huh? He just kind of, he didn't believe in the idea of let's just, you know, you automatically go to Trey because of you drafting him third overall and trading all one of those draft picks. So given what Jimmy had did in the past, he didn't, he doesn't believe in just going to Trey, an unproven player at this point. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I didn't really take it as an insult to the media. Like it was a media driven thing, but uh, Kawakami definitely did and went after Herb Street. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't see that. Didn't tag him in his tweets, but...
0: It's just... It's proof
1: that when these guys just say
0: Jimmy's a winner, that proves to me that you didn't really watch as intently as a lot of the fans and media did. Like, sure, you might have watched them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. you watched them... Kind of like, you know, you, you, you were doing their own version of a red zone watch, which is just, you're watching the highlights, you're watching some of the good things that happen, and you're not watching every single snap of every single down. Like, Brett Favre, saying that he still thinks Jimmy G needs to start. Kurt Warner saying that Jimmy G needs to start. All these guys. It's like, did hold on?
1: Kurt Warner said that?
0: Pretty sure. Didn't I see it? I think I got a notification on that yesterday. Yeah.
1: I would take more stock in Kurt saying that than Brett Favre, who just likes to make headlines these days. Kurt actually watches. Let me, uh, let me. I could be wrong. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that, too, just because I think... The quarterbacks watch Jimmy Garoppolo, and even though he makes the stupid throws sometimes and he's not going to make the, you know, the wow plays, he makes the smart plays. You you can't deny that Jimmy Garoppolo put this team in positions to win these past three or four seasons. Let me take a look. No, you can't. You can't deny it, but it's just Um... not. This This is all created because of Matthew Stafford. We've been, through the, we've been through down this argument before, but Matthew Stafford, if he doesn't go to the Rams, I still believe. Eventually, they want to improve the quarterback position, but it's not such an urgency for the Niners to do that. Where did I see this thing? You see a lot of things, Stephen. Was I drunk? You off know, <laughs> Ayahuasca? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, I mean Kirk. I I I can believe Kurt Warner said that, and he could probably articulate it smarter than Brett Favre could. God, I'm I'm I I'm not finding anything, so I could be wrong. Maybe. Yeah, he Could be. Eey, that's well, earlier you thought that the Raiders and Patriots were only playing in the preseason. And that was the Super Bowl for Josh McDaniels.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no. There's no way. I mean, he's telling. He's saying way too many good things about Lance. I'm not finding anything that's recent, so maybe I'm wrong. Oh, oh, wait, oh, 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 they need, they need Jimmy Garoppolo as Lance's backup. That's what he said. Oh, okay. Kurt. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Uh, I mean, that's something that everybody's like, you know, my dad included. Everybody has been, you know, pushing for that. It's not happening. At, at, at the end of the day, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be on this team. I'm hoping Tuesday, but uh, we'll see <laughs> after that. Um. So yeah, I I think this is going to end. I mean, why did Kyle bring this up in the first press conference before training camp started? I think this is all going to come to end. Jimmy wants to get out of here too. Yeah, has he? Has he? Like he doesn't say anything. You don't hear from him, and that's why he's such a good teammate. But you have to believe that this has been a pain in the ass for him the last two seasons. He went through it last season. He said goodbye to everybody. And now it's time for him to move on. That's why he's not practicing. If he really wanted to stay on the team, he would have challenged Trey Lance in training camp and try to get the starting job. But it's over. It is over. It's happening, hopefully Tuesday, and we can move on as the Bay Area media. But I do believe that it's not a guarantee that he'll join the Seahawks. Everybody thinks that he's going to join the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. And I still think that's the most likely scenario, but at the same time, uh Gino Smith has been named the starter for week one that doesn't mean anything it could just be that it's you know too late in the game and they feel comfortable with Gino starting that first game against the Broncos and then let's see what happens with Jimmy he could play week two against the Niners that'd be something crazy but I don't I mean if they sign Jimmy are they going to you know release Drew Locke even though he was part of the Russell Wilson trade I don't know about that so I don't think it's a guaranteed thing that he's going to join the Seahawks. You ask Matt Mayoko, that's who he believes uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo will go to once he's cut by the Niners. You ask Michael Lombardi, you ask like Mike Tannenbaum. All these guys are believing that it's going to be the Seahawks. And it makes a lot of sense. But I question, why would the Seahawks want to do that? Because you can sell me that they believe they're going to win, but come on. They traded away Russell Wilson and... They have DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett, but besides that, that's the fourth you know team in the NFC West. They are not the same team they used to be. They are probably one of the worst teams of football on paper. Does Jimmy Garoppolo make them a playoff team? No. But he makes them a little bit better, but you have to think that either Pete Carroll in his old age is trying to go for it, and that's why they want Jimmy Garoppolo, supposedly, or mm-hmm. they're just preparing for the future and... They want to roll with Geno Smith. They want to roll. They want to roll with Drew Lock, and then potentially get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next season.
0: Yeah, you know what? My question is, and um, you know who echoed those sentiments that you also talked about was
1: uh, Mike Mike Florio. So you know, don't don't get me started on Florio. I you I, I will save his his takes for uh, when we get to the Aaron Donald uh, segment. Oh I, boy, I, I, I am just tired of that guy. But go oh, ahead. What a tease. Um. So for everybody said, today, Stephen, you included for Florio
0: said that uh, that Jimmy could. How did he put it? He basically said that he can help turn a team like the Seahawks into one where he gives them, I mean, basically a better chance to win. Like it's it. And yeah. I'm I'm sitting there going like, is Jimmy that type of quarterback or is he the type of quarterback where if you put him with a good roster and I'm talking now like when he was back in 2017 when he came with the to the 49ers I think he was a different quarterback I think he's changed a lot in these 5 years I think that's what it, was, it used to be for Jimmy where he could come in and he could not totally do a flip a team 180 kind of like a Russell Wilson type but he can make them better now it's just is he that type of quarterback, or is he the type of quarterback who can join a good team and be as serviceable as possible to where he's not the reason that they don't succeed? You know what I'm saying? No, like, totally. Because a quarterback can, is just about just as much as making a team win, he can easily help a team lose. And I, I just wonder which version of that question... Which side Jimmy's on there? I, I like. I'm not convinced if he goes to the Seahawks that they're gonna be that they're gonna be that much better. You know, he they might be they might be a little bit better, but not like yeah we're gonna we're gonna compete within the
1: NFC West. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. I thought the perfect fit for Jimmy Garoppolo would have been like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they went with Mitch Trubisky and they drafted Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do a lot. You hand the ball off to Najee Harris. They have good receivers, not great receivers, but you can win with that defense. Same thing with the Cleveland Browns. That was a good fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. The Seahawks, uh, you're going to have to put some points up to win because I don't know what their defense is like right now. And Jimmy does not have a very good deep throw. So, And two of the best you know, deep threat receivers are on the Seahawks with D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I don't know if it's a good fit for jimmy garoppolo but we're running out of musical chairs here when it comes to quarterbacks and i don't see a place for jimmy besides seattle
0: yeah seattle might be a place i don't know what's going to happen in new york with tarod taylor who just got hit today yeah Um, supposedly he's going to be okay but they said it's a back injury of some sort so i don't know what's going to happen they said he was questionable to return so it's not like a season ending type of thing but i think uh I think that's going to be one to monitor. Obviously, the Panthers situation with Sam Darnold and his high ankle sprain—that's another oh, one to monitor. Monitor too. So, yeah, really,
1: you can have Baker and Jimmy on the same team. Wow, Baker and Jimmy and Sam Darnold. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be a little fun.
0: That'd be a little fun RV uh, quarterback RV, huh? <laughs> I wonder if yeah. he still does that.
1: In Carolina? Probably not.
0: <laughs> like it's like, hey man, you
1: gotta be good to actually have your own separate room. I mean, he could probably do that, but then like it'd be awkward. Like he's getting everybody in the RV and then Robbie Anderson shows up. He's like, Can I come in? And he's like, nah. <laughs> I remember what you said about me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember what you said. Yeah. Good
1: point. Uh so yeah, Steven, in your opinion, do you think that this whole thing ends on Tuesday? I do. Okay. I think it's all I think it's all done. Like they would have done they would have had him
0: practicing, they would have done something. I mean, they've been saying as much as, oh, yeah, I expect him to be traded or I expect he's going to find another team. Like, they haven't said once that he's going to be a part of their future here. They've been hyping up Trey Lance. Like, I'm going to... I don't think they're politicking here. I think they're trying to end all this speculation, but the only way they could truly end it is if they release him from the team, which I
1: think is going to happen, so... And do you think that team is going to be the Seahawks? When once Ooh. Jimmy is released, do you think he signs with Seattle?
0: Mm. Uh, I don't actually. I think New mm. York can be an interesting destination for him. I'm going to keep my eyes on New
1: York and see what happens there. That's interesting because I Daniel Jones didn't play today, huh? It was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, it was Tyrod Taylor. You're sticking with Tyrod. Good for you. Yeah.
0: Um. Hey, I don't know what. I mean. What you don't even know what's going to happen in Washington. I don't know. Carson Wentz doesn't look to be. Playing too well right now. And yeah, but Sam player? Howell's actually playing pretty well. Sam Howell with a nice little twenty yard run. I saw it the other day. That dude can that dude can fly.
1: Um, I don't know. They're People not gonna do. cut well. Let me well, they're not gonna cut Carson Wentz for Jimmy Garoppolo. And let me just say this. I did hear this. My pop said this on Tim Kamakami's podcast. Apparently, there was a deal in place for Jimmy Garoppolo to go to Washington. Mm. And that didn't happen because of the uh, sh- shoulder surgery. And also I could see Jimmy not wanting to go there.
0: Yeah. Maybe. So, There's that. But yeah, I I would say Seattle's a safe bet to make, but I'd say keep an eye on those teams that were originally in the running for him in the first place with uh Carolina, uh, New York, except New Orleans. Not New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans is gonna happen, but nah,
1: Jameis is good to go and he's they got Andy Dalton behind him. Yeah. So um I, I don't know. I think I, I think one of those three is a good option. What about you? What do you think? I do think it's going to be Seattle, hmm. but I, you know when everybody is saying that something's going to happen and then it doesn't? I feel like it's one of, this could be one of those things. Now, the Gino, Gino being named the starting quarterback thing is just because they're running out of time here and Jimmy probably can't pick up the whole playbook in a week and a half. I just don't think he fits with Seattle. But you're also forgetting about Seattle's third quarterback. Who's the third quarterback? Pete Carroll. Oh yeah, he he looked pretty good, huh? He looked pretty good out there, man. He was hustling <laughs> with
0: those, with both those gloves. Come on, that, man. That
1: reminds me of of course Gruden during the Super Bowl mimicking uh Rich Gannon like yes. doing, like, the, like throwing shit at like John and John Lynch. And he's like, oh, I got you." <laughs> like so confident. Like 5 foot 8 John Gruden was like throwing passes over Derrick Brooks like, "Ah, take that." Yeah. Um Yeah, dude, I uh I, I think it's too easy to say Seattle, but at the same time it may just be the most obvious scenario. And, you know, Jimmy's been Mr. Nice guy for two years now. Maybe he's kind of vindictive and wants to go after the Niners. I could see it happening. I could see it happen. I mean, like that, that would suck though. Like let's say he signs and Gino plays well enough. I mean, I don't see the Seahawks being the Broncos week one, but let's just say that he plays well you really going to like, and then like he's going to tease everybody and just be like, well, Gino played well. So Gino's going to start against the Niners in, at Levi's and Jimmy's going to be on the bench. And everybody's like, ah, oh, come on. This is too good. That'd be a tease. It'd be a total tease. It'd be a yeah. total tease. Yeah. So I'm expecting that. I mean, who knows? The Browns still could be in the mix, but it sounds like they're pretty good with Jacoby Brissett. Josh Dobbs actually had a pretty good preseason. Uh, I saw a weird tweet from Justina Anderson saying that, um, what's his face? Who's the dude from UCLA that stuck with the Cardinals and Rosen Rosen? Josh Rosen's been doing well in Brown's camp. So Hmm. they could just be set a quarterback until uh, old Deshaun Watson comes back. But Uh, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, John Lynch on Thursday night football pregame show with uh, Amazon Prime pretty much said like this thing's coming to an end. So I would expect on Tuesday there's some finality and Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer with the team. Speaking of Amazon Prime, watch the whole broadcast. Uh, The pregame show was good. Obviously, Aqib Tlaib will not be part of the broadcast this year, and that's sad given his situation with his uh, brother. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully he takes a year off and works on that. But for the people that were involved, uh, Carissa Thompson, uh, Tony Gonzalez, Richard Sherman, Andrew Whitworth, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I thought all of them were good. Except for Tony Gonzalez, who seemed kind of under, like not prepared for the game, he was kind of corny and cheesy. But uh, he, you know, he's been in the you know the TV game for a while now, so he was fine. But I thought the new guys, the you know the the guys that are you know Richard Sherman, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andrew Whitworth, guys that are coming straight from playing, did a fantastic job. I thought Richard Sherman's going to be a star on TV. You can make the case for him in a couple of years to be in the booth doing the game. Um, obviously. You know, it it seemed like an actual legit broadcast. Yeah. Al Michaels, you hear the name, you hear the voice. It seems like a legit broadcast. They had Fred Goodelli, his longtime producer at NBC, joining them on Thursday Night Football, so it looks legit. Wow, it, that's good inside knowledge right there. His longtime
0: producer. Wow, I
1: you're know like the, the, the Ernie
0: Chavez it. of uh, of NFL <laughs> broadcasts. You know, the
1: hosts and their producers. <laughs> And yeah, it, 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 just seemed like an legit broadcast. Yeah, the Sunday night, you know, it feels like a Sunday night football broadcast, uh, minus Chris Collinsworth, you know, I was, I was kind of skeptical of, uh, Herb street joining this thing just because he, to me is a college guy. Right. And I think he's gonna get burned out fast doing this Thursday night game and then rushing to do college game day on Saturday, then plus the Saturday night game. So it's gonna be a lot for him, but he did a great job. Um, it's not so much him knowing the NFL very well. He's very good at knowing the rookies because he's watched them in college. Like the running back for the Texans, Pierce, I think his name is. Yes. He was all, he was all over him uh, when Damon he did in Pierce. Florida. Damon Pierce, yep.
0: Yeah, his name a in fantasy. Round.
1: He was a fourth rounder, I think. Yeah. So I thought he was good as just far as analyzing the game itself. One thing that he needs to get away from is referring to himself as I know I'm not an NFL guy, but if you're going to do Thursday Night Football, you got to be an NFL guy, man. You got to convince us that you know the league very well. So overall, I thought it was a very good broadcast. The thing that's going to interest me, I don't know if this is official. It sounds like it is the way that Al Michaels was describing it. They're going to do in game interviews after the second quarter, or sorry, after the first quarter and after the third quarter. So huh. very much like the NBA, where they interview coaches. They're going to have that. I can only imagine how Bill Belichick going to be during a game. But they interviewed Lovey Smith. They yes. interviewed uh, Kyle Shanahan. And Al Michaels was saying, like, you know, Kyle, you know, told our sideline reporter, just a heads up, I'm going to be an a-hole. You know, like, it's no, nothing against you and your questions, but it's just, I don't like this. So it sounds like this is going to happen. I, don't, I remember it happening for the Hall of Fame game, too, because Josh McDaniels was interviewed during the game. It's one thing to interview basketball coaches and, you know, baseball uh, managers during a game. But for NFL coaches who live and die with every second, whoo, that's going to be very interesting.
0: I think so. I think they're going to say some things that they shouldn't say on uh, on those interviews.
1: I'm with you. And,
0: you know, back to the Herb Street thing, like football's still football. I think you can analyze the game of football. You know, everyone loves to take shots. at loves to take shots at Herb Street just because he's not an NFL guy but football's still football. He knows how to analyze the game sure. He might have some opinions that don't feel like they're fully informed when it comes to the history of the NFL, ma- namely the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Like, Niner's the only one. He's not the only one saying that. No doubt, but like Niner fans, if you say that, that's one of the first things that you say. I mean, he said that with like 9 minutes left I think in the second quarter or something like that. Maybe even the first. Well, not only that, he also said San Fran a couple times. Yes, and so automatically, you say any of that. You say Jimmy Garoppolo was a winner, 49er fans are out on you. You say San Fran, 49er fans are out on you. <laughs> like, Sorry, but Herb Street did everything wrong. If you want to fall in favor with the Niner fans, and that's not his job, but
1: uh, like his job is analyze the game. I can see Collinsworth doing that shit too, though. Yeah, for sure. Here's a guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, that brought this team to the playoffs. To I don't know, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You get him over back over there in San Fran, he might win you a couple more games. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think that uh, I think Herb Street's gonna be fine. Sherman's gonna be a star. I think everyone knows that. Anyone who's seen him behind the mic knows that he's gonna be a star. Dude was a is the dude was his own agent, for Christ's sake. Like, of course, he's going to be he's going to be a stud. Like, he's a very smart guy. He knows what to do. I think he's going to also bring some reality to those uh to those games, too. Like, I mean, Tony Gonzalez, sheesh, what a difference that must have been to actually, you know, work with guys who watch the
1: game. As opposed to Terry, Terry Bradshaw and uh, Michael Strahan. And...
0: As, as opposed to, like, hey, win Terry Bradshaw's money. You're not going to steal my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to so show him like, Branson. Uh, Fitzpatrick was okay. I mean, he's self-deprecating. He wasn't exactly, I don't want to say television polished, but like, he, he was kind of awkward he's at dry. times. Yeah, a little bit. But I did like how they made fun of his beard and, you know, they the zipper the... thing. Yeah, they pulled up the tweets and all that after the game. That was cool. I didn't see much of the pregame, though, so that I still have to hold out. Um, I, I still got to hold out t- judgment on the on the pregame until I actually see that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the postgame was fine. The only thing I'll say is the presentation of it did kind of come off amateurish. Like, the personalities mm. are what we're talking about. The personalities were great. But, like I said, the mic flag, the the
1: uh, the... The pregame music, like the music leading up to the game, terrible. So hold on. So I was going to ask you about the the theme song. Yes, terrible. Can you you actually pull it up and play it? I mean, unless you want it, unless you want to get a
0: video blocked. Video block? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you about that. One of our videos got blocked for copyright. (laughs) Oh, on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Well, then so we got to hold off on playing any of that stuff.
1: Well, we 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 could play the uh, the theme song for. Thursday Night Football, I think. I'll give it a shot. Well, let, let me just say this. I thought... I actually disagree, Stephen. I thought the presentation was pretty good for yeah. a new platform. And it being... I mean, obviously, this is going to cause a lot of old people to be like, where the hell is this game? Right. But if you're watching locally, you know, it was on KTVU, so you can find it. But it's something totally different. And as far as feeling like a TV broadcast, I thought it was well done. I thought, you know, Al Michaels being a pro Kurt Herbstreet being a pro, the presentation of it, the first and down, the first and 10, right. the graphics. I thought it was really cool. You can have like live stats. Like it's very interactive. If you want to see your fantasy stuff, if you want to see the stats of the game, you can pull that to the side. It's easy to record in DVR. I thought it was really good. Um, but yeah, as right, far, well,
0: I'll, I'll yeah. play the I'll play the
1: theme. Let's see. Okay, yeah, the, the theme yeah. song. I'll I'll give you my opinion after we play it real quick.
0: Okay. Hang on, that was a lot better than what I heard. Am I even, what?
1: Yeah, what, 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 what were
0: you watching? I was watching the game. Man, maybe I just, what
1: the hell? That was a lot cooler than I remember it being. I think the theme song is really good. It sounds kind of marvel but for the most part, legit football, huh, network theme song. Huh, wow. Well,
0: you know what, whatever, I gotta give it another go. You know, it's not like I'm gonna not watch any football.
1: No, that's true. No, we still got the, the, the real thing in two weeks with uh, Chargers Chiefs, so... You're going to be proud of me, Derek. I've actually...
0: Uh, I've come around on... Um, I'm proud of you. You're going to be proud of me here because, you know, I always make fun of you because you're going to be watching, like, a random Falcons-Jets game or something
1: like that, but... I did not watch the Falcons-Jets preseason game, Steven. Come on.
0: <laughs> after watching, like, the top 100 for the NFL players, which is still being counted down,
1: after... I think um, tonight's the finality of it, huh?
0: It is, yeah. Um, Who do you think's going to be number one? Oh, it's probably going to be Aaron Donald.
1: Aaron Donald, huh?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be Aaron Donald. You're probably right. Anyway, yeah, just because he won a Super Bowl, I think it's going to be Aaron Donald. But he should be suspended the whole goddamn ste- a season, Stephen. Right. <laughs> right, well, we'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to like really try and focus on individual performances as far as just like, Instead of just, you know, watching it just for the game, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if it is the Falcons and the Jets, then you know what? I'm going to be watching it so I can watch Kyle Pitts and try to see him thrive. If it's the Jets, I'm going to watch it so I could see what Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, the new wide receiver, looks like. A couple of guys on defense, too. So I'm really going to try and watch individual performances this year, much more than just whether it's going to be a good game or not, even though the teams stink. So, I'm going to go in with a new approach, a new mindset, even though that's probably a mindset you should be going into it with as a sports fan. But at the same time, I like to watch, spend my Sundays watching competitive games. Sometimes they're not. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch a lot of individual performances because the top 100, they point out like a lot of random plays. It's like, okay, there's no way that I would have been watching that game. Like that game wasn't even competitive. But it's like, oh man, I really got to, I should focus on that. So, I'm going to
1: take that. I'm going to take a new approach, Derek. Should be happy. Because as I always say, Steven, there's no such thing as a bad NFL game.
0: No, you're—I
1: mean—you're wrong on that sense. But there's a lot of talent on the field. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> my my whole thing is that—I mean, we said this before. We wait all goddamn season for this stuff. So when obviously this—you know—like the slate of games, like we'll see week one. There's going to be Eagles, Lions, and you're like, Ugh, not great on paper, but just just as, you know, don't you want to see what Jalen Hurts is going to be like with Devontae Smith? I kind of want to see what the Lions are going to be like with hard knocks something just hmm. come across news-wise
0: yeah um sorry but uh commander's running back brian robinson is in stable condition after being shot as
1: the victim in an attempted robbery oh fuck that's
0: according to Garofolo of the nfl i Man.
1: just saw that uh she he was supposed to be named the starting running back that's terrible that's that's awful yeah wow not good. Um, no, I mean, there's not really an easy. I mean, that's kind of tough to just bring into the to the podcast. He said, you said stable condition, though, right?
0: Yeah, he's in stable condition, so that's well, that's good at least.
1: Well, shit. Uh, wow. We'll see if you know the, the last thing you want to think about is him playing, but he was on he was on track to play. Wow, that's uh, yeah, a starter that's- for because I know Antonio Gibson was uh, returning kicks. Wow, that's uh, it's terrible. Hope he gets better. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. I'm
0: sorry. Like, I just-
1: no, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it, it's it's good to watch. You know, I, I'm a fan of the league, so I, I want to see everything, just how you know guys are going to play, and you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I'm in three fantasy leagues this team too, so I'm going to be preoccupied with uh, mm. how guys do. Ooh. So I'll be watching for all purposes. So yeah, I think that we all wait all. You know, we wait all. I understand that on paper some matchups are going to be kind of shitty. But we all wait for this stuff, and then when people complain about it, I'm like, come on, guys, it's football at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and individual performances, man. I'm going to be looking out for them. You know, if an offensive line sucks, well, you know what? There might actually be a stud on the offensive line. I don't know, just
1: different things like that. There you go. So, before the Thursday night game, the Bengals and Rams were playing in joint practice. Mm. A Week before, or two weeks before, the Panthers and Patriots were doing a scrimmage, and they got into an all-out brawl where... Christian McCaffrey was fighting with the Patriot, and a woman that was in attendance watching the scrimmage got hurt. She's okay, but that's just kind of what happens when you go to a scrimmage. Not to say that that stuff should happen; that that shouldn't happen. But things happen during practice. It's football. Now we fast forward to Thursday and the Rams and Bengals play in a scrimmage, and at first you're like, "Damn, that is a little close from when they played each other from the Super Bowl," but The two teams know each other, obviously, with Sean McVay and uh, Zach uh, Taylor. So they're going to scrimmage. And obviously there is some, uh, you know, uh, animosity towards the Rams because they won that Super Bowl. So but I guess the new Bengal offensive lineman, uh, Lyle Collins from the, the Cowboys, took exception to the way that the Rams were playing on defense and proceeded to, Start taking off the helmets off of some Rams players in anger. They started to whip his helmet at players. Then Aaron Donald, like the guy he is, ripped off two Bengals players' helmets and then proceeded to bang their helmets against their own or somebody else's helmet. Basically, he took off helmets and banged them against the heads of guys that were wearing helmets. Hmm. If you've seen the video, it's a little much, it's intense. But I don't think it causes for Aaron Donald to be suspended. I know everyone wants to compare it to Miles Garrett a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. the difference in that was it was it was at a it was during a game, and Miles Garrett took the helmet of Mason Rudolph and banged it against his bear skull. He could have cracked his head open. Now. What, did what Aaron Donald do, uh, was that not violent? Yes, it was violent. But those guys are wearing helmets, and shit happens in practice sometimes. I think also we just got to chill out a little bit. Everything is not the same. You can't compare the same stuff in every situation. Obviously, we don't know the whole context of the fight between the Rams and the Bengals. We don't know if Aaron Donald did that out of retaliation because someone banged the helmet against his helmet. We saw exactly what happened with the Steelers and Browns right. a few years ago with Miles Garrett. I just think it's, you know, and the NFL already came out and said that we don't suspend players for practice stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a whole outpouring of people. Adam Schefter went on NFL Live that day and said, it's assault, and everybody was laughing at him. Um, and then, uh, you know, Florio puts out a lot of articles saying that Aaron Donald should be, should be suspended. No. I don't think that is appropriate. I understand that it was a violent thing to do, but shit happens in practice sometimes. If you, sometimes things are going to get videotaped, and the non-football society just needs to understand that that's a part of their life sometimes, right? And I know it's you know it's assault. You know, if you do that in regular life, that you know you go to jail. Well, it's not regular life. It's a, it's a football scrimmage. Shit happens. So, I'm not saying that Aaron, what Aaron Donald did wasn't nuts, because it was nuts, and he probably should be fined, but a suspension, I think that's crazy. Yeah, I'd say that uh,
0: there is a hierarchy within the NFL. Um, For example, the Bills. And I let me you you'll probably know where I'm going with this here. But trust me, I'm I'm comparing the two. Yeah. The bills and what happened with the punter who was allegedly involved in a gang rape of a 17 year old, I believe. Yep. Matterizer um, and the yeah, Matt Ariza who was labeled the punt God. Yep. And because he would I mean, he the first punt that he had in the preseason, he kicked it like 80 yards. Like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then you get this news. And what does the NF or what do the bills do? they immediately release him and there's not some big deal that's made out of it. Kind of like with Deshaun Watson where it's just, you know what? We're going to keep him around on the team. You know, we gotta, we gotta figure out everything here because well, that was a punter for the bills and he was, I believe he was a rookie, right? Yeah. He's a rookie. Yep. He's a rookie. So they said, you know what? We're not even going to, we're not even going to waste any time on this. And I don't think any other team is going to sign him. Whereas a quarterback, there's a lot more value to these teams with Deshaun Watson. Um, These joint practices, I kind of look at it the same way. It's like the NFL cares about games and what happens in the regular season. Like the joint practice, they're they're not going to do anything with the joint practices. Unless this happens in a regular season game, they're not going to care. Like it's up to the teams and what they do. Would the Rams suspend Aaron Donald? God, no, no. hell Hell no. no. (laughs) They're not going to do that. I mean maybe they will find him. I don't know what the NFL is going to do. So I, I just think there's not going to be there there's not going to be anything that's done simply because it's a joint practice. Like there is there's levels to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um in the the Deshaun and Ariza comparison might not uh, be completely fair, but it's similar in that like the NFL they have their They have like their rankings on the totem pole of things that matter within Mm -hmm. the sport. You know what I mean? Punters, they can replace a punter. They can't do it with a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, joint practices, they can't do anything with about joint practices. They could get rid of joint practices, but what matters is the regular season games. So unless something happens there, then we'll actually take action. Uh, So I I don't know. I personally, I don't really care what happens uh, with Donald. As long as nobody was hurt within Cincinnati, then I'm good with it.
1: Um, You would have heard something by now. Someone got hurt. And I think also the attitudes of Sean McVay and Zach Taylor after the brackets was stuff like this happens sometimes. Obviously we don't condone fights and we don't condone guys taking off helmets and banging their helmet with against their head, but it's just part of the game sometimes. So for the and if anyone's going to think the rams are going to suspend aaron don for this they're out of their mind. it's yeah. it's not going to happen yeah like football's violent and these people love violence like of it's, course they're going to
0: be violent they might yeah. take it to an extra level but they're going to be violent that's what they do yes
1: so i think just let it be um things like that are going to happen sometimes um it's also taken out of context with the video i understand the end result was him ripping off someone's helmet and bashing that helmet against another helmet. But we don't know the whole context of the situation. So for everyone pounding the table saying Aaron Donald needs to be suspended, chill out a little bit. It's yeah. just, this is part of football sometimes. Yeah. I agree. Uh, back to what you brought up with the mad. Uh, I, um, that actually broke the same time as the Aaron Donald thing came out. And I was like, are we serious right now? Like we care more about Aaron Donald than a practice than, this story about a gang rape, like this is just disgusting. And then eventually people caught on and it became more of a big new, a big, uh, story. Yeah. Um, disgusting. I don't like any of stuff with rape just makes my stomach churn. So I, I hate, ugh. but, agreed. um, agreed. This it's story, worked. this story is terrible. Um, any way around it, whether it was consensual, he was 21, she was 17. That's, underage. Um so the whole thing's disgusting. I watched uh Sean McDermott after the preseason game. So this happened on Thursday. The the Bills had their preseason game against the Carolina Panthers the next day. They went without a punter. They told uh Matt Ariza you're not punting tonight. So they had Matt Barkley do it. Right. And after the game, Sean McDermott Sean McDermott like the most uncomfortable I've ever seen a head coach. He danced around a lot of questions. He also acknowledged that this is a terrible situation. He kind of alluded to the fact that Matt may have lied to them. And now we get to the result of yesterday where Matt Iri- Ariza Matt was, uh, Ariza, I guess, um, has been released from the Bills. So they'll find a punter and they'll move on. Marquette King's available. He hasn't put in quite some time, but that's a guy that I can think of off the top of my head. As far as the story and the whole thing about whether the Buffalo Bills knew about it, um, I guess some teams knew about the situation, and that's why it prevented them from drafting uh, Matt. The Bills went with him. There's a story that they knew about this a month ago. But it sounds like Matt lied to them about the whole situation. And then he releases a statement during the game that his lawyers say, basically saying that this girl is lying. And the whole thing just looks bad. Yeah. So... I think that if Matt was innocent in any way, whether it's rape or, you know, whatever the alternative is, something happened where the bills were lied to by Matt. And um, it's, yeah, it's just a gross story. And I hope the bills move on from it. And uh, we all move on from it because that's just something I don't want to read about. Yeah. And obviously it's something that happens in the world and you can't just, you know, turn your head away from it, but, uh, it's disgusting. Right. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yep. And
0: the reason that they took action is because he is a punter and not a quarterback. And so, yes,
1: you know, that's just unfortunate with the way that it pans out in the end. I mean, like, honestly, you shouldn't, you shouldn't stand for that shit. Like I, you know, the oh. Des, Sean Watson stuff, it, you shouldn't stand for either of them. Like, no, Deshaun I, shouldn't be on this team. I get it. I mean, it's a different situation just because it's, not necessarily rape with the men I rise of stuff, but at the same time, it's a disgusting thing. So you, you put it perfectly, Steven before, you know, you'll go through this stuff with the quarterback. That's going to make your team a lot better than when it comes with a punter. You don't want to be a part of it. And I, I mean, I get it too. I also understand like, you're not going to go through this whole controversy because of a punter at the same time. Why would you go through with it with the Sean Watson? Right. Agreed. So. Anyway, other NFL headlines that happened over the weekend: um, Kenny Pickett is, I think, playing now, ah, uh, but I don't know if he's going to get the starting job. Probably not, considering that they paid for Mitch Trubisky, and uh, they got to give him a chance before they go with a rookie quarterback. I don't know about Mason Rudolph. I, Mason Rudolph, I guess, is in the game right now, so I don't see. I don't know what Kenny Pickett did in his time playing, but the Steelers are winning nineteen to three, so I don't think Kenny Pickett scored a touchdown at all. But, Steven, you brought this up uh, Hmm. with rookie quarterbacks that could be this year's Trey Lance. Explain yourself.
0: Yes. So what I mean by that is like which quarterback this year is or which fan base this year rather is going to be most like the 49ers fan base back in 2021 because everyone was going crazy over uh over Trey, whether he should have started over Jimmy G. So you had every you had one side, almost created like a civil war among 49er fans. You had one side who was on Jimmy G. You had one side who was on Trey Lance. And it feels like an overwhelming majority uh were on the Trey Lance side toward the end of the year, uh, even though Jimmy kept winning. So I'm wondering like which other uh which other fan bases are gonna go through that this year because Kenny Pickett, I mean, I, I We've seen enough of Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky, I think, to know who they are as quarterbacks. Maybe Mitch can, Trubisky can make the next the the next leap, but even so, watching him in this game, like he's not able to carve up the Lions defense in a third preseason game. So I think Kenny Pickett's going to be right there, but you also got Malik Willis. Uh, Desmond Ritter is another one who's been making names for himself, and those are the only guys that were taken, I believe, um, the only quarterbacks that were taken through this draft. I believe so. so um
1: Matt, Matt Corral with uh, the Panthers, but he's out for the season.
0: So like between those three, I mean, I wonder which tr- which fan base is going you know going craziest for their rookie quarterback to actually get
1: the start, the one who's trying to get the nod. I'd think it'd be with the Titans, personally. I do think there will be a point where Ryan Tannehill has a poor performance, and the crowd chance for Malik Willis, especially. Mm-hmm given the way that Ryan Tannehill, I thought it was overblown, but the way that Ryan Tannehill was kind of re- not receptive towards the drafting of Malik Willis. Same thing with Kenny Pickett. He is from Pitt, so you have to believe as soon as Mr. Trubisky, uh shits the bed in a game that they're going to want uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Now, I don't know if either of them are going to be great. Uh, Malik Willis has made a lot of good plays in the preseason, a lot of flashy plays. He can run around very well. Yeah, I, I think at some point we will see Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett play for their teams this season. What about Desmond Ritter? Yeah, same thing. I mean, Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback with the Falcons, and they could just be a bad team where they're not they're not winning games and you know, uh Arthur or no, uh what's who's the head coach of the, the Arthur Falcons? Smith. Arthur Smith. I was thinking of Arthur Blank, the owner. <laughs> Arthur Smith uh decides to go with Desmond Ritter for a game. Um, I think there's a good chance all three quarterbacks play at this. At uh, You know, I think I think those teams won't do very well this season. Pittsburgh, I don't know. Who knows with the Steelers, and they're, they have a great defense, maybe like a top-five defense in the league, but not a lot of offense to show for.
0: Yeah, their offensive line sucks, but they got Najee Harris and George Pickens.
1: Yep. So, so fans are going to
0: convince themselves, hey, we're just a quarterback away, and that quarterback is Kenny Pickett.
1: Yeah, no, I mean... Could could be the case. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, there's going to be other teams that don't have a quarterback in waiting that it's going to kind of be this similar situation. Like, the Eagles are probably, I think, are going to be a very good team this year, but I still don't believe that they think that Jalen Hurts is their quarterback going forward. Oof. So, even though I think they're the best team on paper in the NFC East, I could very well see them being like, we need to upgrade. Same kind of situation with the Rams and having Goff. Um they just have Jalen and they could make the playoffs, but they're not, they don't go far and they're like, we need a better quarterback for this team. And they either, you know, draft somebody or they make a trade. Same situation. You know, we don't know about, we don't know about Tua. We don't know about, you know, maybe Jared Goff with the lions or, um, there's another team I was thinking about, but I can't think of their name on uh, the team right now, but, um, or, you know, we'll, we'll get to a little bit later, but, uh, Brady, uh, you know, we don't know his long-term future with the Buccaneers. So, right. all things, you know, on the table as far as uh, changing to, you know, upgrade the quarterback position next season.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just, uh it's just funny to think about. Because last year, I've never seen anything like it before. Everyone was going insane.
1: Yeah. I just wonder who was going to be that guy. Speaking of Tua, did you see that ball he threw to Tyreek Hill? I did. You know, hey, 53-yard gain. No, no, one, no, 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 one can, no one can complain. But at the same time. A little underthrown. Yeah, a little
0: bit, yep. just a little bit. Tyreek's gonna have to save uh, save a lot of plays there. He
1: really, whoo, he helped out a lot. He did there, one. and you could say what you want about him being the most accurate, you know, QB you ever seen. You got that—that that should have been a touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, that arm strength's just not there with Tua. No, it, it's not. I don't care what Mike McDaniel said. Although there is a, uh, there was that outside zone run with Braheem Mostert.
1: Which it just oh yeah they're, they're they're gonna score some points like they, they put forty eight but forty forty eight up against the uh the Eagles yesterday. Um, he he will dial the plays for them to score points. It's just a matter of you know there's gonna be games where Tua looks really good because the defense sucks, and, or because he just he's gonna look terrible because he's totally inaccurate and can't deliver the ball to the guys in the spots that Mike McDaniel want him to throw to. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Dolphins.
1: By the way, uh, do we have that Tom Brady? Uh, yeah, little clip. Yeah, let me get it up here. Let me pull up. Pull up. Game is very strong today. Oh yeah. So Tom Brady missed eleven days of Buccaneers practice, and uh, God, his hair looks ridiculous there. Jesus, he uh, <laughs> looks like he's on coke there. Yeah, a little bit. All right, let's 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 to Tom Brady.
2: It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you
1: know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, Look, man. Lord. Good Lord.
0: I am – I'm not going to make any sweeping judgments, but – you can't tell me that that's a guy who just went on vacation. I like, know that had to have been the most miserable vacation
1: ever. Also, let's get rid of this whole mass singer bullshit. There's no way with a response like that. He was going to do the mass singer.
0: No, nah, he already mentioned it himself. He said yeah. he wasn't you know, Matt. He posted. Oh, a, yeah, he, No,
1: he, yeah, he did say that
0: he did a he nice, he posted a little, uh, it was a nice way for him to post an ad for his underwear company. So shout out to Tom Brady for that. But <laughs> dude, 45. And I got a lot of shit going on. Like, Man, you just went on vacation. That's not how somebody who just went on vacation acts. Something is happening within that personal life, and I don't know what it is.
1: Well, did he come back from like with liposuction? Because his face looks ridiculous there. He looks like, he does like look the Joker. Thin. Like he's he's his cheeks, like either he's not eating or like he's having massive work done. Like he does not look good there. No, man. Like I'm 45 and I got a lot of stuff going on.
0: Yeah. What you have going on, Tom, is you told your family hey i don't want to spend my next 20 years of my life with you i want to spend it to have played football or broadcasting for football i don't want to be involved with you is that what he's saying to his family like is that how they're taking it i don't i'm i don't i feel i feel odd like yeah commenting on that yeah yeah and you know it's like whatever it's his personal life and it's his own business but I'm there's no chance that that was just a vacation to get on vacation. Like there's something going on.
1: No, I mean, you know, we watched the man in the arena and there's a, there's a few instances in there with Giselle where they're talking about, like, I don't know if our marriage could have worked with how dedicated I am to football. And then you wonder about why he retired. Was it just too much for the family? And, you know, to be more specific, was it just too much for Giselle? Did he retire because Giselle was like, I I can't do this anymore? And did he come back because he was like, God, I love this too much. And then did he piss off Giselle for, you know, five months? And then she was like, we got to work this out before you start the season. And they tried to do that. And then he comes back all dejected. Like, (laughs) you know, I I hate laughing about it, but like uh, there's something going on. I mean, obviously there's something going on and I don't think it's any of our place to you don't know, be talking about it, but th- there is something going on and he, like the first thing that comes to your mind is something's going on with his marriage like it's not you know something like he's you know debating whether or not he wants to play he's gonna play he already decided he's playing, but uh when you watch the man in the arena documentary, it seems pretty clear that Giselle hates him playing football and for him to go back and do that and then come and like he never leaves training camp he no. never does shit like that, so obviously something's up yeah
0: yeah maybe i, I it doesn't look like it's going to hamper his performance on the field though do you see him
1: on there man he looked he looked what like the, uh, against the colts yeah he looked like the yeah. normal tom brady that we're used I don't know he'll to. be fine when it's time to play but i mean you know what though bucks offensive line trouble Oof. yeah and it's already you know everybody that's looking for jc trader to come and help save the day for an offensive line will not be the case he is he has retired so no jc trader for anybody And the Buccaneers have lost like what, like two linemen, like the center and the backup center. Ryan Jensen's out for the year with an ACL and the backup center gets hurt. I think he'll be fine, but they have a lot of offensive line issues right now. And that's the reason they lost the Rams. So yeah, between Tom Brady waffling with retirement and a lot of, you know, injuries and, you know, Todd Bowles, I think will do fine, but he's a new head coach. I'm not so crazy about the Buccaneers this upcoming season.
0: I'm not feeling too great about them either. Like, I don't, I don't know. They got Tom. Of course they got Tom, but man, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I feel, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, off seat, not off season, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of off the field talk regarding Tom Brady and over these coming weeks. It's going to be tough for him to deal with and for the media. Like that's going to be the, there's always one story that, nobody likes talking about during the season, right? Like last mm-hmm. year and still continuing on this off season. It was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers being immunized, you know, Cole Beasley was a part of that things that don't have anything to do with football, uh, Tom Brady and what goes on off the field. That's going to be a, a huge talking point throughout the season. Guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you have that video of, uh, Devonte Adams talking about, uh, running routes? Oh, damn straight. I do. <laughs> I mean, pornography is what I have. <laughs> Yeah, damn right. See, this is why this is such a like a a, a, a huge thing, because I understand the whole thing with, the, with Antonio Brown a couple of years ago, Randy Moss. Devontae Adams is a different breed. He wants to be here. Those guys were kind of forced in situations to be Raiders, and they were all about it at first, but this guy is all about being a Raider, wanting to play with Derek Carr. I don't see how this doesn't work out, but he is, here's Devontae Adams on the Pivot podcast.
2: You know before the snap because that's one thing the release. It's funny you brought it up. The release, like that's what all on Twitter, Instagram, all the yeah. videos about you yapping yop, them at the line. Yeah. Is it premeditated never. or do you do you just never ball? I, I gotta I got a plan every time I get up to the line based off of what you're doing, Then I put my Terminator mask on. And if you right here in, in, in front of me, I drop down a scroll three ideas or something that I want to do based off of and this is pre-snap. So that's when you, the plan B kick in based off what you do because you know, I come off and I, I got the patented, you know what I'm saying? I skip off and kind of hop off the ball. Yeah. But it's really an illusion. And I could talk about it. I could talk about it all day because at the end of the day, it's about the presentation. Like, if, you, if you're if in front of me and I make you feel like I really want to get inside and I really show you everything that, sh- that looks like I'm getting inside, you got to respect that. And if you don't, I'm going to go inside. And I'm going <laughs> to figure out a way to go do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's a, it's really about the the route mm-hmm. discipline. And, and I just, I get up there. Like I said, I, I scroll down. Three three ideas of something I want to do, you right in my face, you playing soft shoe press and you're about two yards off, boom, I got three for that. You off five yards and you and you squatting on me, I got three for that. I'm going to get up to you. It's all about just killing that space and attacking, making DBs uncomfortable, and then now it's real life. It ain't about them drills you did, them backpedal drills you going to do in your 45. All of that is out the window when 17 running full speed at you, and I'm going to get this close before I make a move and then – May, it might it might be a plan
1: B, but I'm
0: gonna make
1: it look oh, like plan one. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Steven just creamed his pants. Good look, dude. Bit. Come on, man. <laughs>
0: that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so damn cool. Yeah. Hey, man. No matter what you do, I got three different plans that I got in my head. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision. I I know what I'm gonna do. Like that's. That's what makes him so damn good is he's a great route runner. And he's that's IQ right there. Like that is smart as hell. If you want to talk about football IQ, that's exactly what that is. Just knowing what a defender is going to do. And if you're if you're playing him a certain way, well, he's going to do that because he's got so many moves. Oh, my God. That entire podcast. I listened to that podcast, The whole thing. I, 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 I need to check it out. The way that he carries himself, dude, like Channing Crowder tried to get him, bait him into a little bit of like, Hey man, how, uh, he's like, I've been here in Vegas and I've, you know, I was out till 4am last night. And it's like, how, how do you resist the temptation? And he's basically like, I'm not that type of dude. And he's like, I don't try to hang out with the stars of the NFL. You know, he's like, if it, it don't matter if you're a, you know, a top tier number one player, it doesn't matter if you're like a third string receiver, like, I'll, if you're, if you're my guy, like I'm going to hang with you. Like he's not, he's just so genuine, man. Yeah. And I, oh my God.
1: Well, Channing Shani Crowder is also bringing strippers to his, uh, rookie, you know, show for uh, Nick Saban. Really? Do did, did we play that on the podcast a couple weeks ago? No. He was, he was telling a story to Najee Harris. It's hilarious where he goes, uh, for my, for my, for my rookie showcase, I brought a stripper up, sta- up, up on the stage and Najee's like stripper. Really? <laughs> he's like, Yeah, she did, she did a whole dance for uh for Coach Saban. He was like, Are You kidding me? He's like, Yeah, Coach Saban got a big grin on his face and just ran out of the room. So I think he something starts to change the subject. He goes, So what was your relationship like with Nick Saban? He's like, Well, nothing like that. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, uh yeah, dude, Devontae's gonna be something special. I have no I mean like I I just want to see it at this point. Like I, I can't wait for you know, and you know, JC Jackson, we don't know if he's gonna play week one against the Raiders. Because he's out two to four weeks. He got a little ankle surgery. And uh, by the way, you are right. Remember we did the schedule release show. We were talking about whether or not that first game for the Raiders and Chargers was going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Mm. Not the case. We are getting Kevin Harlan and Trent Green for that game. The number one CBS game that day is going to be uh, Chiefs and Cardinals. Huh. Yeah. Makes sense, but I love I Harlan. I like I, I I like Harlan, uh, um, you know, no, I love Harlan, but it's like, come on. I know it, it. It They're doing it because Kyler Murray versus Patrick Mahomes, and that's a marquee matchup. But as far as the teams, I think it's sexier to have Chargers and Raiders, but I love Kevin Harlan. He'll he'll you know, he'll do his thing. Um, Trent Green. Eh. Yeah, that's that's my eh. I love yeah. Harlan. No. My favorite, love Harlan. No, love Harlan might
0: be my favorite play by play guy. I love Harlan, but Trent Green, I'm good.
1: Good yeah, off. No. I'm with you. But no, dude, I, I can't there's a lot of guys I can't wait to see in their new their new teams, but Devontae Adams may be at the top for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's also because you're a Raider fan. But dude, <laughs> I'm I'm so oh my God. I just want to see him play. That's I all know. I want to see. I want to see we're him happen all on the
1: field. We're we're all ready to watch. Speaking of Raiders, do you have that same clip from that same podcast with uh Derwin James talking about the wide receivers that he likes to or he has respect for in the league? Damn straight. All right. Damn right, though.
0: Of course I do. Look at this, look at this pull up game today. Of course I do.
1: All right, here we go.
0: Derwin James uh, talking about the wide receivers that are uh, the best wide receivers that he faces.
2: What are some of the receivers in the league that, when y'all preparing for the week, you know, what I'm saying you talking to the corners or you talking to the rush, like, hey, now, y'all y'all got to get there. Like, yeah. like, dude can go. Who are some of those people you put on a level with Keenan? Uh, Tyree Hill. Number one for sure. I mean, when you play fast, didn't he? When you playing number ten, I mean, you gotta know where he at. Uh, I say Tyree Hill, and then like you say, guys like Waller, guys like Renfro that can, you know that that can change the game if you if you don't <laughs> game plan them right. They can they can hurt hurt you. So guys like that that we play, and I feel like our division the best anyway. So mm. just every division game we play, I feel like you just gotta be ready. To play. Did you just? Hold on one second. <laughs> Did you just start a conversation with Tyree Hill? And go to Hunter Ripfro. Yeah, it's different. Hunter Ripfro, the Encyclopedia sells it. Yeah, no, they ain't no Cyclopedia <laughs> sells Hunter really liked that. Turn the film on. You watch film, man. <laughs> I'm just
1: trying to be double advocate because I just. Nah, man. My man nah, see he on the radio. He's giving some credit, man. No, He
2: really is he, good. He's good, man. Like, yeah. Like, he got he got his deal this year. And I just, and like, I would actually talk about it all the time on TV. I did a breakdown number. I was like, y'all got to stop going out there looking at it. No. Y'all gotta stop looking at his headshot, looking at his body, and get out there. You and guard him. Him. You yeah, he and guard him. Him. you <laughs> heard it here first, people. Hunter Renfro fantasy football
1: lovers, you got to sleep
0: Man, <laughs> all right, all right, there we go.
1: Ryan Clark totally pulled a one eighty on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate.
1: He gives him the encyclopedia, encyclopedia salesman line, and then derwin hits him with the you watch film don't you yeah and then ryan's like well yeah i mean i know that ryan clark is very smart i actually like ryan clark a lot but he kind of buys into the espn hot ticky bullshit sometimes Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i guess so i i I don't even care so much about what ryan clark was saying more so about how
1: serious derwin james was the look on his face yeah dude I mean, as far as, like, the white slot guys, it's Cooper Cup and then Hunter Renfro, in my book. So he did also, you know, that's a two-minute
0: clip that I was going to play there, but, you know, you had to pause it a minute way through. But, like, he did mention, like, I haven't played, like, everybody, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like, I mean, he hasn't played that much, Derwin James. Like, I mean, he gets hurt the first couple of seasons, and he's still one of the best, but he's, like, he gets hurt. And so he doesn't play a lot of guys. So Hunter Renfro is one of the few that he has to go off of. But the fact that Hunter Renfro has his respect out of everybody, Derwin James, uh, kind of a football savant, man. On the NFL Top 100, it's always Derwin James. Derwin James is talking a lot on those NFL Top 100 videos. He talks about a a lot of guys. You watch the NFL Top 100 a lot, huh? Yeah, I've been, uh, like, I've been uh, binging the YouTube videos. I mean, they're just, okay. they are like they have the playlist, so you go from 100 to whatever. Yeah. I'm, like, on number, I think I'm at number 38. You know, you just turn it on when you go to the shower or you, you cook or you do r- average, yeah. regular things. Like, yeah, you put it
1: on. I used to be all about it, man. I remember in the summertime when they released that list, and I would watch it. I would go back and forth, if you believe it or not, between the NBA Finals and watching the top 100. Huh. And... It just got weird after a while. I, I give a lot of respect to the guys that make the list. At the same time, having worked in NFL full network, I think the list is a little manipulated sometimes just to get the right guys in there and right. everything. But it is interesting to hear other players talk about these guys and how much they respect them. But uh, Kyle Shanahan went on Murphy Mac this uh, past week, and they asked him, uh, what do you think of Bosa? What was it 22 or whatever, 28? Yeah. And he was like, what what'd he come in as? And then he said, in the 20s. And then he like, laughed and said, that's how much I think about that list. mm so I, I mean I can see that.
0: Of course, you can. We we can talk about that, but um, I like there was you know the baseball writer Joe Posnanski. Yeah. So he did something for the athletic where he wrote uh 100 the, his top 100 players of all time. Mm-hmm. But what got lost in the comments was it's not about the ranking. Like you can go back and forth on who's better, who's not. But it's more so telling the story of that player, and I think they do a very good job of that. Should some of these guys, like you know, be ranked higher than the others? Should some of them be ranked lower? Sure, you know, like I mean, if you go one hundred to ninety, I'm sure you can name like a bunch of other players that deserve to be ranked in the top or the bottom ten of that list. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it's more so about the stories that I enjoy. Uh, But you know, he's going to be the next man up on like as an analyst, right? Kieran James, Mike Daniels. They still got Mike Daniels doing stuff for 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 top one hundred. Oh, do doing, they really? He's been doing it since their time with the Packers. He is on
1: every dude's list. Like, oh, Mike Daniels. I, thought, I said Mike McDaniel. I'm like, oh, really? No. Mike Daniels. Yeah, I'm, he's still on there. Yeah, he's still on there, and he's not is, even. Uh, on a team. I, is uh, I Taylor still on there? And, no, uh, Ike Taylor's not on there. Who's <laughs> <laughs> no. a Charles James?
0: uh no no charles james you remember him yeah yes like a lot like of
1: all, like a lot of guys you wouldn't remember playing days but you're like oh yeah i remember him on top 100 <laughs> yes
0: yeah gerald mccoy uh no gerald mccoy a lot of chandler jones uh okay. a lot of tyron matthew who's always been on that list tyron he is really good he's he's
1: always a part of that uh that panel too yeah part of the guys that talk yeah
0: uh darren waller's been on there a little bit uh who else? Not really not a lot of quarterback. You don't get a lot of starting quarterbacks on there, at least number one quarterbacks, more so yeah. backups.
1: Yeah. Uh which makes me wonder when are they when did they conduct these interviews?
0: Yeah, I don't know. They they gotta do I them. I want to say Pro Bowl, but I have no idea to be honest. They gotta with. do them like they got to do them or, or or they follow them around to their training camps and like get them at practice and set something up in a room because that could be the case. Uh There's a Rams player. I forgot who it was, Uh, but he's decked out. He's got his jersey. He's got like the ski mask on with the with the with the, with the hole in the face, you know, yeah. so he looked the like he just face. came off. The, yeah, off the practice field. So uh I don't know. I'm enjoying it so far. I forgot which one I'm on, but yeah. I forgot well, the, what the whole point of this conversation was, but well, we're talking James, about
1: Hunter Renfro and just the respect that Derwin James has for him. And yeah, he's one of the best wide receivers of football. It's different though. Like Devonte Adams is Devonte Adams, probably the best wide receiver in football. Then Cooper cups, a close second. It's just all different when well, you want the big body guys, or do you want the small, you know, inside slot guys that are shifty and, you know, can make as much damage as, you know, the, the way that Devonte Adams is talking about the way he's going to make a guy like, he, I have three ways to embarrass you at the line of scrimmage. Hunter Renfro in the same category. How shifty he is with his feet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some uh, some Niner fans need to do a little research because, like, when they talk about, you know, oh man, no receiver's going to beat Travarius Ward. Eh, go watch, uh, go watch Hunter Renfro. Watch him do his little triple move on Travarius Ward in the
1: end zone. He cooked
0: them. So yeah. you know, gotta
1: watch out for that. <laughs> Uh, by the way, speaking of, uh, conducting stuff at facilities, Belichick was talking glowingly about the Raiders facility in Vegas, the Taj Mahal. Yeah. And then he worked out with Dana White, uh, the same week after he spilled the beans about Tom Brady, but he seemed like he got a big old grin on his face working at the USC facilities, but, uh, come a long way, Steven, from the Raiders, uh, you know, obviously the facilities they used to work with back in the day to now Belichick describing their facilities as the best in the league. Yeah, it's too bad that the field didn't look that good. Did you see the field? field looks no. awful. The
0: turf looks terrible. At Allegiant? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. It looked off. It didn't make a difference in the game, but it just did not look like it should have. It-, it didn't look like the Taj Mahal of the NFL. Well,
1: that's not good. Yeah. So, I don't Speaking know. of... Well, the field is fantastic, but the stadium itself, not great. Uh, A's, celebrating 20 years of the uh, 2002 team today, saw... Uh, Scott Handenberg was there. Miguel wow. Tejada, Art Howe, um, Tim Hudson. I don't know if Zito showed up. I felt like I should have gone today, but I'm also kind of have mixed emotions about the A's right now. I love that 2002 team but at the same time. I don't want to spend money on the A's because, uh, they don't want to spend money on Oakland or any of the players. So grow Nice little ceremony today. I think that they're still playing the game right now. I think they were up four nothing on the, a on the Yankees. They beat them last night with a, uh, Thanks to Steven vote and the A's won today. Nice four to one. So pretty odd that they're celebrating a team that made it to the division series. I know. And then, you know, it's, it's amped up even more because of the Moneyball. And, uh, I saw before the game, they interviewed David justice and he was like, man, all those scenes are bullshit with me. Um,
0: and a dollar, man.
1: yeah. What? And welcome then, to uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Oakland, man. Uh, Art Howe talked about how he didn't like the way that Philip Seberhoff betrayed him. Um, but as we know, with winning time, that's just the way shit is sometimes. But, um, yeah, man, I'm with you. Even though that team has a strong place in my heart, at the same time, they didn't do anything. They lost the first round of the Twins. So, that's it. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. Speaking of the Twins, they swept the Giants this weekend. That they did. The Giants stink. Thank <laughs> you. So basically are we in agreement that it's over? No wild card, no playoffs at all this season. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, you got a young got some young up and, up and coming players
0: uh in the minor league system that I'm paying attention to. Actually, I'm I, I'm not I've been like scrolling through the minor league scoreboards every day and looking through the box. I've board. seen
1: it. I've seen it. I've been lurking as you say.
0: Oh man, Von Brown. Yeah, you're you're all about Von Brown, huh? Getting called up to double A. What a time for him. I think he was on the bench yesterday. I got to look up the score of today. See what happened. I think
1: they were playing the Yakkin Rubber Ducks. Great name. One thing. Have you seen this video about the Yankee um, fan sitting in the stands, cut a hole in his hot dog, and drinks to the hot dog? What the hell's the point of that? The point is, is that he's kind of MacGyvery and making a situation out of something. He drinks he drinks his beer through a hot dog. A lot of people were disgusted by this act. I, for one, not don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. I'd actually yeah. be willing to try it. Would you? Yeah. Right now. If I had a hot dog, or as the kids say these days, a glizzy, what oh, the fuck yeah. is that? I don't know what a glizzy is.
0: Where, I where, I where did that originate from? I don't know. I don't know. I tried looking that up on Urban Dictionary. I know it's a nickname for a glock like a gun. So I don't know.
1: So now it applies to hot dogs.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. Ernie, help us out here.
1: But uh, Lizzie,
0: you, uh, that needs to be a bet. That needs to be a bet. What We need to have some sort of bet where you're going to be drinking a hot dog out of a beer or a straw. Yeah. A beer, a hot dog, hot dog, a hot dog, straw. a hot dog, beer, straw. Like here's my issue with it. I'm down. You don't drink a, you don't drink a,
1: you don't drink a beer with a straw. No, you don't. You don't do that. So nor... he was basically just like twirling his hot dog and beer. So why are you? Why do you like it? I just thought it was everyone was dogging it. No pun intended. <laughs> but uh, everyone was just killing the guy for doing that. And I was like, eh, it's not terrible. I would, I'd be willing to try that out. That is terrible, Derek. You are wrong. Well, give me the glizzy straw. Let's try it out. During Windsor right, Wings, which... that'd be one of the things. Go By get, the way, go get a glizzy straw then. I dare you. I'll, I'll get some Hebrew oh. national and cut a hole. Oh, my
0: God.
1: Okay. I'll gladly Don't do that. that Don't Stephen. do that
0: motion again, by the way.
1: What? Through the straw? <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. Cut a hole in the hot dog? Stop everyone's going to be Stop. happy. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, I will gladly do that. If I lose one week, if you want me to not do the wings, I will gladly try that out. Okay. All right. Speaking Glad of which, you are fire weak. wings. What the hell is wrong with you? A lot of things. Fire wings. Yeah. That's your place in uh, Campbell? Yes. I have one in Oakland. I'm going to try it out. Okay. All right. I recommend so, them,
0: Buffalo. It's not as hot, but you're not going to like it because it's not as hot
1: as you'd uh, want it to be. Okay. Well, let, let me try it out. And then if it's hot enough for me, I'll do it for Windsor Wings and then I'll do the Glizzy Straw.
0: Well, I, I don't know what the hottest is. I haven't had like the hottest version of whatever mm-hmm. they're. I mean, if they're
1: is. fire wings, they got to be fire wings. At some point, yeah, but they're just fire in terms of the taste. Very crispy. All right. I'll, I'll try it out, my man. Okay. Uh, pop culture ketchup? Glizzy straw. That's a, dude. I'll try it out. I'm not on a glizzy straw though. It's a hot dog straw. You glizzy. don't really like that, do you? I don't hate it like everybody else does. I'm oh, willing to try it. Gross, man. Uh, once again, the only the only ticker thing you have <laughs> is the pop culture ketchup. Damn right. You got anything you've been watching, Stephen? Oh,
0: well, watch Dumb and Dumber on Friday. Fantastic. Nice. Uh as per is huge. It on Netflix? HBO. Okay. It's on HBO. Got House of the Dragon tonight. Uh so than... is that a prequel or sequel to Game of Thrones? Prequel. Okay. Technically it's a prequel. Okay. Uh then Oh, there's a I've only watched one episode, but it was funny. Uh it's called This Fool on Hulu. This Fool? Yeah, This Fool. Who uh what what is it? It's all about this dude who's living in LA, and uh, he's basically living in the hood. And he's kind of like a uh, kind of like a nerdy
1: type, and uh, it's really good. It's okay. Funny. It's, it's right. Hilarious. So I highly recommend that one too. Um, Ernie brought up the Lakers doc. I've not I've not yet watched that, but I am interested. However, I'm a little Lakers doubt from winning time. So I agree. I like for some reason I re- I'm started reading this book Three Ring
0: Circus. It's one yeah. written by uh, Yeah. I saw Jeff Probst. Yeah, it's the one written by Jeff Perlman. It's like I'm reading. I'm reading that. I just watched Winning Time. Like I don't need to watch another documentary on the Lakers just so it could be told by the family and so that they could actually make Winning Time look obsolete. But yeah. come on, they're just trying to clean
1: up everything that 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 was uh, caused by Winning Time. Like come on, man. Now, I probably will wait until they get to the Kobe stuff because that'll be the stuff I am interested in. But as far as the Magic days just too recent in my mind with winning time. So I'm going to wait agree. for that one. I agree. Same thing on Hulu. Uh, the Mike Tyson show came out. Ooh. And the first two episodes were put out and the uh, lead in Moonlight, the movie that won the Oscar over La La Land, um, that actor who was of the, uh, there's like three different timelines of the kid in Moonlight and the oldest Actor plays Mike Tyson in the Tyson Show. Mm. The Mike Tyson Show is um, interesting. Uh, it, I thought it could be a little better. I've only seen the first two episodes, but they're very short. One episode's twenty five minutes. One episode's like thirty two minutes. Okay. I thought they gave a little more time to it. And also, same thing with Winning Time. I don't feel like every show needs to break the fourth wall. That's a lot of. There's a lot of shows doing that now, and I feel like it's a little too recent with Winning Time with them addressing the camera, and that happens the whole time in the Mike Tyson show where he's like, oh, I didn't want to fight this guy. But it, it's him, like, like talking to the camera. And it's all told through, like, him doing, like, a one-man play. So I want to see how it ends, but so far it could be a little bit better. Harvey Keitel actually plays his trainer, he does a great job with that. Nice. But so far, not a big fan of the Tyson show.
0: What, you mean Cuz D'Amato? Yes. If that's his name? Cuz. Cuz D'Amato. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, and Ernie said that Mike Tyson isn't happy with it. I of course see he's not. that.
1: Yeah. It's the same guys that made the Pam and Tommy show, and that was oh, a good okay. show.
0: Okay. I actually haven't seen that one yet. Oh, I forgot about it. Really that.
1: good. Highly recommend it. Yeah. How about that? Uh, Gone to the boys. Um, Finished the first season. Uh, I wanted to start over again because I remember where I left off, but I also just wanted to start over again with the clean slate, and it's really good. Really well done. I'm going to start watching. I started a little bit the second season. going to keep watching it. Um, very uh, smart. It's more than just about superheroes. It's about life and celebrities and politics. Uh, really, really, really well done show. Hell yeah. Then Dennis Quaid's son, baller. Didn't know it was Dennis Quaid's son. I was like, ah, shit, look at him. Nah. Um, yeah, the whole show is fantastic. So big fan of uh, the boys. Hell yeah, man. Wait till you get to this new season. Yeah, I heard heard it gets a little wild. Um, And then, uh, I'm prolonging this, but I got around to watching the George Carlin documentary on HBO Max. And I'm a big George Carlin guy. I always wonder what he would feel like in today's society. Would he be with the whole, you know, woke thing? Or would he be against it? Like, that was something that he was really kind of about in his day but also he hates conformity so I don't know if he would dig it um I also forgot in his later years which Carlin was kind of nuts he would say things like uh, I watched uh, Katrina happen and I gotta tell you I like when there's less people on the planet and you're like oh god George yeah um but I don't know if it was like an like he was it was like doing a bit or it was just like his like actual mentality of like the world is better off with less people in it, and like a whole fucking like Thanos thing, and you're like Jesus. Um, but I really love George Carlin. If you're big, if you're a fan of standup comedy, I highly recommend it. Um, Ooh, you, you just
0: sparked my memory. I watched something. Um, yeah. So Vice had their had a couple of documentaries come out so far. Um, one called "The Dark Side of Wrestling," which yeah. they do like a profile on. Uh, is, it uh-huh. is it about hockey?
1: Huh? Is it about hockey? No, it was a joke. Obviously, it's about wrestling. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> terrible joke, there. Um, yeah. Good lord, just fan of stand-up comedy. Those guys would roast you for that one. Uh, but they do a roast dark side of not getting it at first. They uh, they do a dark side of comedy one though. Um, and uh, they just came oh, out. Okay. there's two episodes. First one was on Chris Farley. They mm. kind of show like they really, um, it, unlike these other ones, which were kind of celebrating his life that have come out this one really like dives deep into it they have his brother there and it goes deep into his drug and alcohol addictions and um like just these stories which maybe some you've heard but yeah it's pretty crazy then they had andrew dice clay who's the second one that oh um, yeah I'm not a dice clay guy. <laughs> yeah, so they showed like basically the backlash that he was getting. Like he definitely couldn't be a standard.
1: Hey man, what's up with all these people? Huh? You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, doing nursery rhymes, like Little Miss Tuffet sat on a muffet. Hey, yeah. what's in the bowl, bitch? Like yeah, sh- yeah, like oh, that's clever. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Chris Farley. One of the few books I've read in my lifetime was his auto, not autobiography, but a story or uh, a book written about him. And um, yeah, he had some dark, uh, dark days towards the end. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's brutal, man. But uh, I highly recommend that one. All right. I will. uh, I will check it out. You you were talking to me and before we got hopped on about uh, are movies more effective when they have just one word? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like you were saying like, nope. But that's like all of Jordan Peele's movies like get out us. Nope. There's just two words. Yeah, Steven. I understand. I'm just
0: that. saying like, one word movie titles. Nope. Simple uh, movie titles. Yes. There's one smile. Good. What the Lordy. hell smile? You seen the trailer for smile?
1: No. Holy sh whew.
0: Go watch it. Go watch it after go watch it after this.
1: Is it a horror movie? Yeah. No thanks.
0: Yeah, it's all about like a psychologist, and uh in ba- basically the premise is uh, I think this is the premise. I was scared shitless the whole time I was watching it. Um, what the premise is, like these people who smile, they just smile like this, really creepy smile. Yeah. Apparently, it's a sign that you're gonna die if you see one. Um, so it's about like this doctor. Uh, it's crazy. Just watch the trailer if you want. Then
1: uh, yeah, I, the- I I can't do. I I will admit this. I I can't do horror movies, and I especially hate going to a non-horror movie and then getting a trailer for a horror movie and then just sitting there and trying to put my eyes to the floor being like, I'm, I'm, I will totally admit that I'm a total pussy when it comes to this stuff. I will just, and my friends give me shit all the time, but I will look to the floor and not watch the, the screen because as a kid when I was young, I would just put like, I would have my Raiders hat on and just put it over my eyes. And my buddy Jamie always tells me, he would always be like, come on, watch the screen, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's stupid, stupid, this movie's stupid. Yeah. Well, smile <laughs> will do that to you. Yeah. No but, thanks then. No
0: thank yeah. you. Yeah. I saw it. it it came on for Bullet Train, the trailer for Bullet Train. So smile, nope. See uh is a movie on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, and isn't
1: it, that Jason Momoa's? I
0: think it's a show. Show, excuse me. Yeah. Uh Ozark. I don't know. has all these oh, Ozark, Ozark
1: self-explanatory, I guess, in the title.
0: I'd love to say like Dodgeball and Anchorman, but Dodgeball a true underdog story, and Anchorman the Ron Burgundy story. So technically, those are subtitles not allowed in this in this discussion. If you have a title with one word in it, then your movie's going to be good, probably.
1: Hmm. Godfather, or is that two
0: words? No, that's, that's one the word. that's the Godfather. So you're not well, allowed okay. to have, have fellows. Have you seen the trend uh, that's happening, by the way? Which is uh, they post the ending scenes of movies from like the 70s or the 80s or even now in the 2010s and they say the ending of, let's use The Godfather for example, the ending of The Godfather. You know what? I think this isn't going to get us blocked.
1: I uh, But made at, in 2007?
0: Yes, have you seen that?
1: Yeah, because it's the Transformers thing with wow. uh,
0: What I've done! I used to love that ending. I get chills thinking about Damn, what's his face?
1: What's uh, I, hated that, I hated that movie. Hated that, uh, hated it. What is wrong? I hated, hated all the Transformer movies. Oh my god, the first one was unreal. Oh. So, Oh, so good. Come on, man. The only Michael Bay movie I can tolerate is probably... Armageddon. Actually, actually a few of them. Bad Boys? Armageddon. Armageddon. I watched The Rock recently. It doesn't hold up like it used to, even though there's a cool scene in San Francisco. Um... And Pain and Gain, fucking love that movie. You don't like Pain and Gain, but you're out on Transformers. Out on Transformers. That's just bull. That's just ugh, not the a fan. What is wrong with you? I'm a fan of Fast and Furious. Can't do the trans. Can't do the Transformers movies. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Except a
0: little too seriously. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you you can't seem to find the beauty in what was Transformers.
1: What I've
0: done. Optimus Prime is in the back. Oh yeah, all
1: of us will be around.
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but do you have one of the videos?
0: No, I'm not going to pull it up now. Now that you've seen it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the him. satisfaction. So wait, what...
1: wait, do they do the do they do the, uh, do they do the um, like they do it for like the Godfather and, and shit like that? Yeah, they do it for the Godfather. They've oh, done God, I got to see that. It's, it's, it's closing the door on uh, Diane yes. Keaton. And it's yes. what?
0: What I've done. <laughs> oh my god, it's so that's good. Pretty good. That's that's pretty
1: good. Yeah, dude.
0: Uh, they do it for a lot of movies, though. I like I like this trend. I'm I'm enjoying this trend. I hope more happens with it. Well, you're you're a trendy guy. Not really. Yes, you are. No,
1: not really. You're saying Glizzy, like all the kids. I am not saying I hate Glizzy. I don't know what Glizzy is. I actually have no idea. Like, what how to get to that point where we're calling hot dogs Glizzies?
0: I don't know, but it's funny because there is the trend on social where. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I don't want to say. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a song that they play on Instagram as you put, you take a video of your friend or someone that you're with and they're eating a hot dog and then they play a song in the background which is uh, dirty, very dirty song. I can't even remember what it, how it goes. But uh, and is Glizzy involved? Yes, Glizzy is just like, oh no, not the Glizzy. You oh. know?
1: Wow. Kids these days. What? Well, Stephen, I mean, you're in touch with the youth because you're young, but me as an old uh, fuddy-duddy, I uh, just can't relate to the glizzy talk. You're a year older, Derek. All right, you're everyone. One year older. <laughs> one. Uh, we'll be back next week. Preseason will be done, officially. I think it is done, officially, actually, because the Steelers and Lions are just finished up, but I don't know if there's a Monday night game. Probably not. Oh, so I think no, we're done with Derek, the preseason.
0: Derek, uh, just to let you know – the NFL has that tweet. The Let's NFL, tweet. the next game we play
1: is the real thing. Oh, thank God. 11 you know what? days to go. You know what? It's 11 days until we get everybody tweeting the same shit. I can't wait. Football starts today. Football starts wait. today. Football starts today. It'll can't can't be a wait. good day.
0: Who is going to get the best one? Is it going to be Rappaport? Is it going to be Schefter? Is it going to be Pelissero? Who is going to be the most creative with their football?
1: Rich Eisen. of? Oh, uh, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen's a good call. Well, he, he does the same one every week. It's like week one, ladies and gentlemen, in bulk. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back. We'll be doing Sunday. Yep. Sunday in for a name. We're gonna do. It starts, ladies and gentlemen. It starts. We'll be doing um a new season of Just Your Opinion, man. The football season, the off season is done with. We are doing now the playing season. And we're going to do a whole preview show come next Sunday. We will pick our division winners, who's going to the playoffs, who's MVP, who's going to the Super Bowl. We'll do it all next week. And um, working on a guest, hopefully he agrees to come on with us. I will give you guys the details hopefully by next week. And uh, yes, even I think by next week when we do our preview show, it'll be officially a year that we'll be doing this podcast. Oh, hell Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a little longer than the last one we did. The little Raider one we did for a while. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks. Although that's still going on. You're just not a part of it. Oh, I'm. so oh, so, 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 so uh, Spadoni uh, replaced me.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, currently on episode 60.
1: Okay. Hey, you know <laughs> what? You know, you, know, you know what episode this one is? What? 68. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. It's going to be the big show next week. <laughs> we need to end it there. That's it. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. we got big things planned. Steven, say what you always say, my friend. Just our opinion, man,
0: unless it sucks like Derek's because of the hot dog thing and the Transformers thing. It's just terrible opinions by Derek today. But other than that, just our opinion, man. we